0: Hour on New Southern Heretics. Today, we have with us Austin Danielski.
1: Good evening.
0: Oh. Mm. That was me. That was not the guest. Just so. <laughs> I don't want you all to think I brought a vagabond on to the show or anything. Austin, welcome. Welcome. Thank
1: you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for me. having me. Of course, dude. We've been talking about this for a while. Yeah.
0: So, how... Ha- How long were you in the most recent place you were at, uh, had ventured to is California. Yes. I was in uh, California
1: for about six months from about June to December. And that was interesting. Of Uh, of 2020? Of 2020. I, uh, (laughs) 2020, I went to Cali during COVID. That's, that's the fun stuff. Uh, which was not that fun. But um
0: where uh, whereabouts in California?
1: Um I was uh outskirts of San Diego, the suburbs of San Diego, oh, really south. Yeah, yeah. Uh right there on the border pretty yeah. much, but great area. Uh I'm, I mean, it's an amazing place except for how expensive it is. Uh San Diego's amazing. Um but I was out there helping my brother with um uh, COVID and stuff uh, him and his wife had to work from home and their kids so I was out there helping with with their family and their kids so um I had recently graduated in May so I didn't really have anything else to do so why not go help family so
0: <laughs> it's definitely more noble than uh you know seeking fame and stardom <laughs> I'm telling you fellas I feel my superstardom's right about the peak it's coming up. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so what? What? Uh, what uh, went wrong in California, as far as because uh, uh, to my to my knowledge, that state's still not doing that 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 awesome uh, as far as how their uh, elected officials are managing it. Like, that there's a recall out for their governor, I Yeah, believe. I mean, there was...
1: Shoot, going to, like, that Target or going to several places around the, the area <laughs> there, there was people out being like, we need to recall the governor. And I was like, okay, like... I mean, but shutting down that economy was... Our whole
0: economy was egregious. I mean... Yeah, I agree. It's pretty fascistic if you really think about
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... It was pretty... It's pretty interesting, like, but... The attitude there around the people in the community was like, oh, this is a good thing. This is a really good thing. Like, you know, we got to stop the spread. And it's like, this is ridiculous. Like, where is the common sense?
0: Well, it's it, not it,
1: common, but. No,
0: it, well, it's not. in like, a, you know, dare I say, you know, I, I mean, I'm just an idiot, but like, there's. It's not very sensical either, like, the way that, like, Really, most people handled it. I'll give it to the the Bible Belt, though, like Florida Florida man and Georgia man and Texas <laughs> and everywhere in between. For the most part, like, like that Southern Strip, they kind of like complied for a little bit and they were like, ah, okay, fuck off. Like you guys, if you want to run your business like that, you run your business like that. If you don't, we're not going to force it. And then California, like, you know, uh, Gavin Newsom, Restaurants. Uh, where only select restaurants could open mm-hmm. and only depending on where they were, who yeah. they were. Uh, 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 cosmetologists. Yeah. You know? I remember I, I got uh, my hair cut outside
1: at one of the local barber shops and my beard was massive because I couldn't cut it or trim it. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not good at doing that stuff myself. So I like going to a barber. Right. But uh, they're like you have to have your mask on. We can't do anything with your beard because you have to have your mask on while we're outside. And it's like, wow. And it's like, okay, let me get my hair cut then still. (laughs) Let me give you business so you don't shut down and you're essentially another person on the dole. Right. Uh, Interesting thing, I mean, coming back to Georgia from there, it was a culture shock in a way as far as the freedoms that are here that this state and the governments have allowed here is amazing compared to there but it's is it protecting certain populaces that's something that concerned me is this more of a backwater populace that oh we don't need to be concerned about them let's not worry about their health and safety but and then on the obverse like california oh this is the most forward part of the country, maybe this populace is really what we need to protect the most because these are where all the engineers and the tech people are at. Right, like that's we, a
0: legitimate concern. I get that. Yeah,
1: and and that's it's kind of what I've seen as far as the shift in the concerns as far as all of this.
0: One thing I find kind of interesting to touch on uh, what you're talking about is you know the term progressive kind of just gets lobbied around you know it's one of these these buzzwords you mm-hmm. know and you say it and you know you'll think of pictures of like aoc and bernie and the like these sort of you know left establishment woke types and like it, it, it it's it's really not like to me like a progressivism kind of goes hand in hand with conservatism because mm-hmm. you're looking at where's the dead weight on this tree the dead wood that we can cut away so our uh our existing forests can continue to flourish yes you know and uh, what i find really interesting about um you know 2020 and uh the the bible belt and everything is and i think georgia was evident with it by it quote unquote turning blue it's that it showed how purple it really is oh yes and like Like Florida, at the same time, like like their governor's, like like I know uh, he's not a a popular person among a lot of progressives, but um, I like the shit that like I'm seeing him talk about as far as like how the state's going to be run. Mm -hmm. To be like, no, these things are not what we need to be spending our money on. Yes, (laughs) like I, I I I like that because I don't think a lot of these things that california pushes as far as the progressive values are doing any good Mm -hmm. like and like i would much rather
2: yeah
0: align myself and support something that has good results rather than feels good doing it
1: yes i i I agree with that because it's like progress for progress sake like what kind of progress do you mean Mm -hmm. like like we're just changing things just to say oh us changing things is going to be good. Just Change is always going to be good. It's like, no, like, conservatism. Like, we need to back and forth. Because just saying, oh, let's just throw money at this, and that's going to be progress. And and that's kind of how it feels. It's like, oh, let's just throw money at this, and there will be progress.
0: I, I think that's been um, kind of the trend with a lot of the stuff that um, I've seen with uh, how Democrats get... People to forgive them throughout history. You know, we're talking okay. about the 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 establishment Democrats. I'm not talking about people that like. I'm a registered Democrat for Pete's sake. Fuck the okay. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But if I want to vote in primaries in Georgia, you have to register with the political party.
1: Yeah, I don't like that.
0: I'm I'm not a fan of it either. Um, but yeah, like these, um, I, I might have lost lost my point, my tangent, but. I, I don't, f- I feel that there's a, a history that they have that shows that by throwing money at something, at a cause, set up a, a, a charity organization or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, a lot of people don't don't dig deep into it. One, because they don't have time. Two, mm-hmm. they don't have the interest. Yes. And A third one, I think it's because it is intimidating, because it it shows you that your worldview has to be uh, malleable Mm -hmm. in a certain way, Yeah, you know, because when you get new data, you're supposed to be able to take it in and adjust accordingly, not just ignore it, but they'll create these sort of groups where, groups, I mean, like these charitable organizations Mm -hmm. or like these uh, like, a new bureau has opened up. And, like, the right-wingers do it, too, yeah. you know. But, like, like, it, it's pretty easy to see through a lot of the right-wing bullshit. And I don't think it's so easy for a lot of people to see through it as far as uh, how the progressives uh, see what true progress would be. Uh,
1: yes. I, I, I see where you're getting there. Like, it's, okay, currently with Biden, Biden in office. Um, um, he's the white one, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, his. Uh, it's amazing how he was elected. Gen- I mean, given like, cause I've seen this. Like, he's a lame duck president two months into his presidency. Yeah. people really, really dislike the last president, though. And, th- and that's it's it's incredible, though. I understand that, but mm-hmm. it, but it's okay. Yes, you dislike him for
0: petty stuff some 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 I think that are that do dig into it and like have their logic like pretty sound Mm -hmm. I think they have their their reasons to which I can sort of like respect the logic of how they got there Mm -hmm. But no, there's there's a good majority of of folks that became sort of like orange man good, orange man bad, yeah, and like that just became the, the that's whole, it. The it whole it's
1: it's polared,
0: Yeah, either one way or the other. And I just
1: I bring this up because, yes, Trump and all of his rhetoric that wasn't very agreeable with most people, he was at least a strong figure. You knew like it's like the same with the, the evil you know is better than the evil you don't. Mm. And with Trump, you knew what you got. And he was a strong figure on the international stage. We might have hated him domestically, and I'm sure he was hated internationally still, but he was a strong figure for the United States. Biden, these first two months, he hasn't even held a major press conference. I've read different articles being like, where is he? Why hasn't he said anything? You know, it's like, oh, there's a crisis at the border now. And there's, yeah. you, you know, we just had the most embarrassing uh, diplomacy talks with China. And it, completely terrible. And it just makes it, the whole White House administration right now being like, Who's in charge here? Who's running this? At least with Trump in office, we knew who the fuck was running the show. Excuse my language if I
0: can't say that. Oh, no. But, you, this is freedom of speech. You can say whatever you want. But th-
1: that's what I'm saying. It's like, we don't really know who's running the Democrat Party right now. Or, or running the White House. Because there's not that strong figure there.
0: We're going through a polar opposite. My guess would be still mostly the military running it. Yeah. That, that that would be my guess. They're the ones keeping us
1: afloat. But, I mean, shoot. I mean, Biden's been military gung-ho since his first day in office. <laughs> yeah. What, we launched, what, 133 airstrike attacks in, in Syria and northern Iraq? In he, this he month hit, alone, he
0: hit Control Z to a lot of what happened over the last four years. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some for the good, some of it I'm just like, why are you even doing this, bro? Yeah, like one of them was, it was, um, I don't know if it was an executive order or a bill or something, but it was put into law that public universities couldn't uh, uh, segregate based on race. You you couldn't. Uh, you know which i uh, i I'm kind of all for I don't really think segregation has a good history no. or track record nah no, no. um
1: I kind of like uh learning from other people you know?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't like the monoculture idea not a fan <laughs> you don't get great ideas out no of man like you get you get you definitely see your circle shrink that's for fucking sure once you start like Babbling off ideas where you're just like, I I don't know, fellas. I I kinda think that's bullshit.
1: Well, okay, we can pull it back like to the progressivism, because like speaking on ideas, most of mm-hmm. the progressivism stuff is it's it's war on ideas. Like like the war on terror, well, the war I- on the war on drugs. These are ideals. These are like things, these aren't tangible things we can go and attack. You, you know, in, in that sense, yeah. like I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I had it and it,
0: it left. But, um... I mean, yeah, it's... I mean, I get... I, I get... I I guess I see what you're going with it with as far as, like, it, it's... It's not getting, like, results as, as far as progress if you're trying to get everyone to comply with this monoculture idea. Yes. You know, so, like, that seems to have been like um like a trending theme over like the past year has been like hey just do what we say just do what we say (laughs) yeah yeah. this is like look if you want to get back to normal if you want to have it again yeah do what we tell you to do (laughs) this is the way you're you need to go about this yeah
1: yeah Uh, three weeks just three weeks Let's yeah, flat in the curve. Yeah, it, what? It's been what
0: a year now, hasn't it? A year yeah. since. Yeah, I, I I think a year and ten days. Yeah, maybe that's like a country song. Like how it like, <laughs> it's been a year and ten days since the COVID came
1: and went and stayed. <laughs> went and stayed. <laughs> it's oh
0: gosh COVID man it's well it's not it's not even like it, it, it's it's, it, the, it's more than COVID like that was like my chief concern whenever all this got started it's like you know if, if, if we're given all these powers to essentially the governors mm-hmm. right to tell people like how to live and what they can or can't do like this this is fascistic stuff and it's like, authoritarian. Yeah, it's authoritarianism like, through and through. And like, I, I get that like folks are scared, and I yeah. get that the disease is real. People die from it. I, I, I get that. But I don't think that... It, it's kind of like, like you're still with somebody that cheats on you in front of you. And you're just like, nope, nope, they're... They're, look, be, look, I they're, they they're, love me tomorrow. They they're great. Like who 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 else is going to love me for me? <laughs> yeah. Like and like it, it so it's kind of like like being with somebody that's abusive except now it's the state. Like it's the power of the state. It is the power. It's the
1: bureaucracy. The bureaucracy seeing what they could do with this. And they ran with it. It's just like when 9 11 when happened. Like, this is the most comparable comparable thing I can do with it with COVID is 9 11. Because of what the state did with the power that we, us fearful citizens, gave them. I mean, you give the government power, it's going to do whatever it can with it. What's, what's the saying? Uh, never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah. Uh, and that's exactly what's happening here. And people. they want the normalcy so bad that they will comply. And that's really what most of this is, is compliance. I mean, uh... I mean, how many people... It'd be, to me, it would be, if people were dying like it was the bubonic plague, left and right, we were throwing the dead out, you know, ringing the bells, bring out your dead! If it was like that, Okay, let's lock everything down. Let's let's keep everything there. But I don't
0: think I don't think it would I don't think it would stop it. That that I I I I won't say I'll die on that hill by mm. any means, but I'm I will hold the position on that hill that I do not think the lockdowns would stop a plague. I don't no. I, I don't I don't think they do. I, I, I don't think they do at all. I'm, I I think it's made things worse. Worse.
1: I mean, because me, it's the vaccine. I, I like to call it an injection. It's not a traditional vaccine.
0: It was a, uh, an M- M-R-N-A. mRNA. This is the human population. By the way, we are not giving medical advice on this show. <laughs> this is for entertainment and edutainment only. I mean, it, it's...
1: It's essentially okay. We're gonna scare the human populace with this virus. We're gonna rush a vaccine that's not really a vaccine. It's an injection. MNRA never been tried before. Yeah, I think that's scarier than than the COVID. Like, aren't most vaccines? It takes ten years to trial and test before it sees the public.
0: We got what a year,
1: and no nope. suckers are already out. Do we know anybody that's gotten the vaccine yet?
0: Uh, plenty, plenty, plenty of people. Um, I I think that um, personally, I think you should listen to your doctor. I think that if um, there there have been certain folks that have been more susceptible to this disease, and uh, again, I don't, I don't think we fully grasp what it is. What it, yeah? Um, so like for folks that like have gotten sick mm-hmm. from it in 2020 uh, i i have not mm-hmm. i've had i've had many loved ones who have yeah i just have not mm-hmm. um personally i don't trust the science yet mm-hmm. for me to volunteer to um uh, take uh, uh one or two shots yeah uh, and that that's just me um I I don't believe also that because there's, you know, there's been other vaccines Mm -hmm. in the past and, you know, people have not taken them and they turned out to be a okay. Mm -hmm. There's people that have taken them and they've turned out to be a okay. I mean, I've had vaccines before. Yeah. But again, again, like, from what I've read, you are correct as far as like, this is not... A, t- a traditional vaccine as far as mm-hmm. what we think about it's That's not
1: what... a weakened form of the virus no that allows your body to make its own defense against this weakened form against it it's it's completely doing something completely different yeah and, and and that that scares me because prior to COVID, i was taking a conspiracy theories class with uh, the dean at at vsu and Um, I was doing my my project on uh, population control. So I was doing uh, research on USAID and all of the wonderful things that USAID has done around the world, which a lot of it was in India, Africa, South America, where they were giving um, injections and essentially sterilizing huge swaths of population just freely just boom oh this is for malaria oh no this is so no it's not this is actually so you're sterilized and you can never have children again so we can cure the population like essentially USAID for 20 years was a essentially a secret eugenics program so to me what scares me about oh let's push the va- this new vaccine is what the, maybe this is just another eugenics program or, or population control because you think population control, you 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 have to you know you're getting rid of huge amounts of population.
0: Well, like the, that's you that there's a numerous ways to control a populace. Mm-hmm. But yes, absolutely. Um, and like I do think that's a legit concern. Like as far as I can tell, mm-hmm. Bill Gates is a cunt. <laughs> yes, yes, and I'm. I, I I think he has done good for the world. Let yes. me let me clarify that. Microsoft has changed our lives, mm-hmm. every one of us. Mm-hmm. Like his uh, what was it, the floating decimal point that he came up with, changed the game, man. Changed <laughs> the game. However, he's a cunt in the present uh, sense and the present tense. Um, you, you know, I I don't like eugenesis. I don't like eugenics. I think it's a despicable ideology. It is. And but as far as like population control isn't all that, and I bet that class would have been really awesome before COVID and QAnon and whatever Blue Anon or Russiagate for all of this mm-hmm. those, like those three where you take, look, we've got twenty-five percent facts. Here's seventy five percent stupid, <laughs> outlandish shit. <laughs> Package it together. That's exactly yeah.
1: I, I remember. Okay, one of my favorite podcasts is is the Cor- Corbett Report. I don't know if you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his what he's been saying lately is the Library of Alexandria is on fire. <laughs> and I I, I, that's I a good love way to put it. I love that he's he's saying this. He's saying the internet. Is not what it used to be. It has been completely commercialized, and anyone that's looking for information, you have to go to the internet. But these finding this information is getting shut down and censored. Yeah. And it's exactly what's happening because compared to me, to you, to whatever person, we don't know what the computer algorithms are. I can't say that word right now Algorithms um, and AI are allowing us to see On individual uh, Tablets or computers Or whatever Yeah,
0: um, There is a a Google uh, AI engineer Whistleblower named Zach Voorhees Yes, Uh, yes, I've heard of him um, This is probably like like Three years ago or so Mm. But He um, He got Bonkers You can do it bro, climb no? He's like, yeah, fuck it. Um, but he, he had, um, he came out, uh, and of course he goes to, you know, uh, quote, unquote, you know, far right wing, like Alex Jones and like all of these. Like He, he went to like uh, Alex Jones, and I think he went to Corbett Report. He okay. went to Edge of Wonder. Uh, he went to uh, Tinfoil Hat. Like he he went to everybody. Yeah, he yeah. went to folks that were like just into conspiracies. Yeah, and he he presented this blacklist that had um, all these keywords. And the keywords, aside from the blacklist, there was another list as well that if you search keywords would override any items that were mapped to the blacklist. So, for example, with the USAID aid. And things about uh, Bill Gates. Yeah. Um, it would um, see that uh, reports about, um, oh, fuck, I forget where it was in Africa, which country, but uh, kids were getting malaria. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, was, it would hide those results and instead talk about, his philanthropy because he was on this other particular list they had another one with the uh, the Clinton Foundation because this was you know uh, at the like right after the 2017 inauguration or okay. something and this was like when QAnon had like become like a big whisper in the conspiracy world mm. it wasn't yet like Trump is underground with Mike Pence clawing through dirt saving kids. Saving and, kids. And, you know, and Oprah Winfrey's over in the corner sitting with sitting with Hillary Clinton drinking the blood of some poor toddler just looking at each other like, well, what do we do? What do we do? And I would just keep drinking.
1: Gotta get that adrenochrome.
0: <laughs> you got to. <laughs> so it hadn't developed to that, but it was like, on like uh, the Epstein Island shit and the Clinton Foundation uh, having ties with some of the Gates Foundations and like the stuff in Haiti where they were caught like trying to steal orphans like Laura Silsby was caught uh, with uh, 30 or 40 kids oof they weren't uh, some of them were not even orphans let me uh, let me yeah. let me back to yeah. that like some of them were just missing kids like that they were trying to smuggle out of Haiti yeah and I believe uh, into uh, the Dominican Republic so then they could Charter them out of there. She got caught, and she was looking at, like, like 30-plus counts of uh, kidnapping children, and Bill Clinton himself uh, paid a visit but, to, uh, to the island. But, I mean, point being with all that long tangent is this blacklist showed yeah. that, like, all of this stuff had been, like, set up to be like, no, we understand people can access this information, but we're not going to give them an avenue to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's exactly that's exactly it. Like it's don't you're getting shown what they want you to see, and that's kind of where I feel like it's at. It, it's it's a essentially AI driven humanity, and yeah.
0: Well, at least where, the,
1: where's the free will at?
0: Yeah, at least through the channels of communication. You yeah. know what I
1: mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, But then you would have to argue that it's a human right to, like, have access to Twitter or or Facebook or Instagram or any of these things. I don't think it's a human right to access these things. I I don't think it is either. However, that would be the scope of the argument that somebody would have to take in order to introduce it to say, like, well, these are the commons. But then once you do that, then it's like, okay, now what about the water? Okay, now what about the electricity? Okay, now what about the transport the or the, you know the In a, trans- in a way
1: they that has been become the commons, but okay, you do you have
0: Facebook? Um I do. You do? Okay. I do. I I, I, I had, do not have a Twitter.
1: I have not had Facebook in over eight, nine years. It's good. Um it it is good, but in another sense it's kind of weird because I feel like a non-identity like um, I found out about a friend's death last night uh, just by happenstance because I'm not connected to the commons as far as that And and it's not it's not I would rather find out that way about certain events instead of oh let me check Facebook oh a friend's dead and there's a whole bunch of you know Sad people with that, you know. When you learn news like that, it should be a human connection with it. But and so, so, so in some ways, like I, I, I feel like a non-identity because not having Facebook. And in most ways, I feel it's great not having it, just because I'm not stuck scrolling through all this stuff and and seeing essentially everybody being angry. Yeah. Like that's it's like everybody's just angry online. We're depressed. Yeah. And in a way, like, since, like, going back to COVID, like, if it wasn't for the the internet makes the human race feel like we're underground. Like, with COVID, we were able to go underground air quotes don't work in a podcast but uh, underground as far as because of the internet and communication you know how many you said you were able to work from home how many people you know so many people were able to work from home because of the internet and and the communications of it but it's we're underground we're not allowed to go experience normal human life and human interaction no no
0: there's people that have that role already (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah you can sit down sir we, we already have somebody to walk in the park today. Yes,
1: yes. It's like, yeah, uh, stay home and <laughs> let, let's pretend you have a normal human life by you watching people on TV having a normal human life.
0: Yeah, yeah. Doesn't have good results. In, f- in fact, it bottles up a lot of <laughs> human emotion and action <laughs> that normally gets released on a, on a microcosmic level over time. Did you see... Um, this is just uh, this week that um, there was, like, a thousand arrests made in Miami because it's, quote-unquote, spring break. It's not spring break, really. No. It's just that the weather was nice, and people were just like, fuck it. We're going to Florida. We're going to Florida. <laughs> and, like, but, like, they took to the streets and not, like... Protesting or "quote unquote" peacefully protesting with you know fire bombs and shit. Just mobs of drunk people. Not yeah, just like like they're jumping on cars because they're excited and happy. Yeah. yeah. But whenever you have suppressed that down for for like a year, like a year, you keep people locked down, and then whenever they pop, then they're just like, "Fuck it, we're robbing every place in sight tonight, fellas." Yeah. Uh. we can't rob there's too many people we'll fuck it we'll dance we'll dance we'll dance in traffic
1: (laughs) that's 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 really it people are going crazy because of all of this it's it's really hard to make left or right of what what's really the correct thing to do these days
0: well I, I, I think it kind of maybe even just loosely but touches into your point with um Kind of uh, feeling detached from uh, an identity of sorts, and that you know a lot of people, they they're, they put so much into their online identity, mm-hmm. like because they can they can mold that however they however they wish. Right? Yes. But like their identity in the real world, especially whenever like they've been locked down or like jobless, mm-hmm. like been unable to work, like like hard up for like you know money, lose like any of this stuff. It, it, it's going to uh, it's it's going to fuel the need for that other identity that that real-world identity to get recognized in some way and to feel alive yeah and I if it's only like it's it's kind of like they're preparing us for a purge in ten years you know what I mean? Yeah. Like where, like everybody stays locked down, and then okay, County B, <laughs> <laughs> twenty-four hours, <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I feel that if if people don't if people don't have an identity and they're not able to socialize with people like out in the real world, then it becomes a lot easier for them to just sort of like flock to a mob. Yep. Because, like, the mob, that's where the people are at, and they haven't been able to be around people, and they just want to be a part of something. Yes. And the
1: thing with the mob is the mobs are not rational. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've known that for a very, very long time. The Greeks knew that. Uh, and that's that's coming back, I guess going back to the
0: Greeks, it, it's...
1: Where was I going? Oh,
0: shoot. Ugh difficulty with podcasting is I'll hear somebody talk and say something and like three ideas will pop up <laughs> yeah and then I'll try to like piece it together I'll be Which like one what go to? What? Fuck, what was I saying fuck were we talking about skate parks no I don't <laughs> skate what was I talking about <laughs> yeah. but um w- but before because I I don't want to spend like like all of our time just on like this yeah, yeah on, on harping on like this stuff um but what do you what do you think the benefit has been, or some of the best benefits has been from unplugging yourself from social media?
1: Um really not being concerned with other people. Um that sounds bad, but But not dealing with uh, you know the petty stuff people put online. Not having to deal with that and be able to focus on me because really, like a lot of like you said, you put a lot of your identity onto that online identity, and Mm -hmm. it's like I am myself. Like like mostly, if you want to contact me, you gotta know me in person. You gotta have my phone number. Or have my email address, which I really don't give out to many people, but that's okay. Like, it's limited communication, but the communication that I have with people is meaningful. Like, if there's news that I need to know, like, I mean, I'm online, I'm reading a bunch of news, but if it's, like, personal communication, like, personal stuff, someone's going to tell me if I'm, you know, if it's something I really need to know. And I really like that, because there's more integrity in that. It feels more community. Like, I feel... That's one of the things that's really missing is just a true sense of community that you don't get online. No. Like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of niche stuff that anybody... Okay, I like this, this, this little niche thing. Yes, there's an online community for you to find that niche group. But it's like like you're pigeonholing yourself into these little things like, okay, this is all I have to be about is this one thing. And it's like you're pulling yourself away from other things that you could experience. I get that. I get that. Hmm. If that if that makes sense. Like uh, uh, another thing. Um, I don't know. In a way, I feel like I'm missing out. Like I'm a little behind on the times. Uh, but I'm okay with that. I'm a historian. I like history, anyways. Like <laughs>
0: I I personally have never been able to keep up. Yeah, like with any of the times (laughs) ever, even whenever I was young, nope, I was always behind. Like, so like I think becoming like an old curmudgeonly bastard, like like the more I ease into that role, I'm okay with it. Yeah, because like so much stuff has already happened, and like I'm never going to be able to keep up, and I'm I don't want to be like this. You know, like a like a guidance counselor in their fifties trying to use the the jargon, that, that, yeah, that the that the younger generation is doing. Yeah. <laughs> now, Jaquarius, why are you coming into my office so lit? <laughs> you are not keeping it a hundred in here, Mister. You better twerk yourself in that chair. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, it, it makes you feel even more
0: antiquated when you use those. I, I wouldn't use such a fancy word. I would just say dirty. <laughs> <laughs> it makes my soul feel dirty.
1: Who was it? The other day at work, I got called old because I liked uh, uh, oatmeal raisin cookies. It's like... <laughs> it's like, I've always liked oatmeal raisin cookies. It's not my age. That's why I like these things. Like... You know, people like what they like. Age has nothing to do with it. I totally thought you were
0: going to say like a band or something, (laughs) like a food.
1: Food, like you're going to be ageist over food. Yeah, it's not. Like, is there is there certain foods that
0: that you just like start liking as you get older? I mean, I mean, maybe like stuff that's just like bland and has like no taste. We just like ah matter, soft matter that I can chew up and swallow. But an oatmeal raisin cookie is not one. Really, no cookie. I would go like, okay, boomer. You know, <laughs> it's a
1: cookie. Like I like a cookie. You know, it was. It's weird, but I, I guess it was generation gap. I'm working with people that are like ten years younger than me. I'm in my thirties, but even then, like you would think, like people ten years younger than me would not really seem like that like oh you're old it's like I remember when I worked I worked for an eye doctor for a while and my perception of age changed a lot working for the eye doctor because most of the patients we we had were like in their 70s and 80s and when those are the type of people you're around every day it's like okay I'm in my 30s and I'm around these people it's like that's old like you get older in your 30s, like, oh, darn it, I'm getting old. I'm old at 30. It's like, yeah, no, you're you still no, going to have not. another 50 years yeah, to go. Yeah. <laughs> you're complaining about your back hurt right now? No, wait till you're 70. You know, like, it, it, but. It's that perception of time. I guess as you get older,
0: it it changes. You know, like maybe it's just the midlife crisis in me trying to get comfortable. You know, (laughs) which, from what I gathered, is not going to (laughs) happen. So you got you got to you got to sort of find a way to be like, all right, I'm on a bed of nails. Invariably, I'm going to be impaled by all these nails slowly over time. So I might as well find a nice position to lie in and die in yeah. simultaneously <laughs> but no, like 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 I get that totally like Like you people are more susceptible. I think to try to if, um, Conform has such like a negative connotation coming out of my mouth sometimes, but really to, to conform with others mm-hmm. like that, that They're around but sometimes it, it's best to just be yourself and not conform yeah and like you, you'll be respected a lot more than mm-hmm. you could be coming off as just a people pleaser or an ass kisser or yeah fake you know <laughs> yes I, I've met plenty of people that are that
1: are like you, you put them in front of one person and they're one way and then you put them in a different group and they're another way it's like whoa like alright like, just yeah, you're right. Just be yourself. I try.
0: I try to be as obnoxious in all forms.
1: <laughs> I have my moments. I'm usually a rather demure person.
0: Definitely not as high wound as I am.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm very anxious. I I just pretty good at keeping it to myself. I get anxious about I don't know. I feel like. A lot of the idea, like, in America, there's so much divisionalism, and I feel like there's got to be something that's going to bring us together. Like, I was thinking about aliens the other night. Like, man, like, would if aliens showed up, would we like be like, whoa, like, holy crap, like, we shouldn't be hating ourselves because... We should love another, you know, other humans because there's this other race out here that might try and kill us, you know, alien race. But then then I was thinking on the, you know, like the, the question of do you believe in aliens? And I was thinking of both sides of that of like people that don't believe in aliens. It's like, how? I don't understand. Like, how do you not? Like, how?
0: Like, to me, that's so egocentric. That's to me, is, like, if you're, like, the most hardcore atheist there ever was, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's just, like, no, there is no intelligent life, like, anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, like then, like, which I don't, I'm not an atheist, like, even hardcore at that, but, like, I don't see how you could not believe in aliens or, like, even, like, ponder, like, it at all.
1: Okay, but then I expounded on that idea a bit more. Okay, if we are the only creatures of intelligence in this universe, wouldn't that make us even more extra special than we are? And then it made me think of, like, so we essentially we are the aliens in the universe, like, if that's the case. We are the aliens. And, And it made me think of, like, why is this world such crap? Like, why would we... Like, if people believed it, like, that way, like... Wouldn't we make this so much better? Wouldn't we make this world so much better if we knew, like, Hey, whole universe is counting on us. You know? Like, we're it. Like, we should be doing a lot better than diesel trucks and... and you know? And, and, and back scratchers. <laughs> You know what I mean, like I know, as back, far as the- back scratches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Coming as a as a fellow who lives only with a cat, <laughs> a back scratcher. I,
1: I, I meant more of just like the novelty, like sh- kitsch ah, stuff that ah. human race has come up with. It's like if we are if we're it, don't you? Shouldn't we be doing more with it? I think so. <laughs>
0: I think so. Um, one, one, one thing, and there's numerous, but one thing I've never been able to grasp, and until I got like older and into conspiracies and false history and like mm-hmm. scientism and all this stuff, that I was able to. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll pour some more. Oh, that's, that's fine. You say it? Um, uh, as a I was able to uh, articulate with some actual logic after I got into conspiracies that I, I the notion that the earth is not a special place or that like this is just like oh it's just like any other planet like I, I don't buy that and at, at, at all man like I, I just don't um, and there's to to me, you no, know, you know, Grant. I've uh, had a, a fair amount of uh, intense psychedelic uh, moments in, uh, particularly in my twenties, um, yeah. to where I saw entities that we would call aliens. Yes, you know, and I, like that was kind of enough for me. Like seeing stuff on like mushrooms or DMT or even like. M- mental hallucinations on, like, like, LSD or, like, synthetic, like, stuff that I tried in Philly, they're... <laughs> like, it, it, it made me believe in aliens. Um,
2: uh, that doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> yeah?
1: Whew. I've tried DNT a few times.
0: And that's... Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Um, there, there's things in there that are conscious... Yeah, like, and
1: and actually, when I took it, it made me when like the first time I took it, it made me okay with death. Mm. Uh, because it felt like cause, you thought you, you thought you'd already die. No, it it it, it was sh- essentially it felt like it was showing me what the process of death was going to be like, mm. as far as. Because it's a completely out of body out of body experience, it felt like to me. And like when you're leaving, like going through the vortex, as they call it, those entities are there being like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And it just made me think of, okay, like I'm so used to this body in this form. When I left it, there was entities right there reassuring me that it was okay, that this was, like, a natural process. Like, it was like, hey, this is what it's going to be like when you die, Mm. and it's going to be okay to leave this form. Like, and I was like, it was a very relieving kind of thing to me, because it was like, all right, well, thanks for showing me that. Like, I, I mean, yeah, death is scary in and of itself, but... When, when, since I've seen a little bit of that process, it's not this overbearing thing like, "Holy crap, my existence is is done with." It's like, no, you're changing to
0: a different form of existence. Yeah, it, it kind of felt like that. Yeah, the you know the the shamans in America, you know, they they believe that you know uh, DMT, you know which is in ayahuasca, mm-hmm. like that's what happens when you die yeah. is that you are blasted off to uh, somewhere off of Orion's Belt. Okay. Which, you know, pyramids are all... Yeah. Like the th- three pyramids all line up with Orion's Belt. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that's all over the world. And <laughs> that whenever you go there, you, you, you have to answer for the life you live. Yeah. So my my guess would be that aside from yeah our our energy breaks 3 death provides a way for our energy to break free of the third dimension yeah and to experience fifth and sixth dimensional existence yeah so i i would i would think then that if you if you don't evolve you would get put back into earth you would go right back here. Okay. That, like, the notion of, like, reincarnation and everything, mm. I, I think that is, is totally true. I think you would have to do something, a life of pure wickedness and intention of yeah. wickedness to devolve yeah. to a, a lesser, I guess it would still be fifth and sixth dimensional, you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, the antithesis of the the welcoming arms, like, whenever, the first time I took DMT, i Nothing happened like to me. Maybe okay. I didn't remember it. I've heard people say that before to be like, like I didn't remember anything to like my like third time and okay, then, and then like my it, third time was oof. my third time was weird cause <laughs> that's that's when like I actually broke
1: th- through. And okay,
0: I, I think I. Said I guess
1: unfortunate like, that I broke through them the first
0: time. I, I I don't think I I don't think I had enough. Okay. I, don't I, I don't think I was doing it correct uh, correctly. Um, but yeah, I was um. I kept my eyes open while, like, I was initially blasting off because I thought that, like, because I had heard about, like, uh, you know, the jungles uh, and ayahuasca experience, you would see like the elves come out. Yeah. And so I'm expecting that, and I see like everything just sort of like change, and I start seeing there's something in one of my paintings that sort of steps through in the painting. Okay. Now, now granted, my eyes are open, so I'm just like there's something in that painting this is weird and then I That's like different well it started getting like really hard to keep my eyes open so I, like, I closed them I was like holy shit there's a lot going on in here <laughs> and so, and so I kept my eyes closed and I was like flying through the crystal city yeah like and like um like I so this just like a projector of just life and everything that was beautiful about life and this like it was the light was kind of tinted blue like the moon like okay. you know that cool blue like, moonlight Yeah, but like it wasn't like that it was like I was just like in the light flying through it and <laughs> observing all of this and there, like, like I said there's like things in there with me while I'm flying and then there's this it looks like a movie screen Like an old film projector okay. Comes up in my foreground And it's just flashing All I can say is just life It's like people holding hands Animals eating Killing Like things Yeah Like people fucking Like
1: Just like, the grotesque Grittiness of life and,
0: and even like the beautiful
1: stuff yeah. like there's,
0: Like I said People holding hands Yeah And yeah. whatnot Like all, like just, everything In the human experience In the biological experience Was being shown to me and then, I I, I wish i had, because that was the hardest I had ever like. Yeah. Blown, so I kind of wish I had like chilled out and not had my eyes open, <laughs> but I was I was fixated on this thing that like because like I said the whole living room just sort of like changed. Yeah. Like the the shape of everything changed, and even like um the the colors. That like closed eye visuals, like after I started calming down, that you know you'll see on like like magic mushrooms or something. The geometry was way different. It was like very rigid. Like it was not like this like kaleidoscope that would like breathe Mm -hmm. in and out. Like this was very geometric. Mm hmm. And and like geometric more mosaic. Yeah, and like like hard line stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like like the to to me the closed eye visuals on like. LSD is almost consistent every single time. Mm. Mushrooms, it depends on how much I have, because if I have too many, I can leave my body. And okay. that's the, the first time I left my body was not on DMT, it was on uh, magic mushrooms. Mm. Um, I didn't feel anything. I was like, oh, I'll just eat another bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Terrence. Yeah. <laughs> It was was like my second or third time ever Like I had had like Like chocolates before And like driven to the beach Like with everybody Because it's a minimal amount And everyone's just like Man, I can see really well at night I don't know why It's like because your pupils Are the size of (laughs) quarters. Yeah Of course you
1: can see good If you're letting in all light possible Yeah You can see x-rays from a mile away we
0: are the aliens. Yeah, I I, I, I kind of feel like that. We are. Um, do you do you think that maybe we're? I've heard this before that we are we are mortal gods, but you know we we are we're immortal men having uh, a mortal experience, right? So we're we're immortal but having a human experience. I've I've heard it a different way it's uh, we're
1: we're not humans trying to have a spiritual experience we're spirits trying to have a human mm. experience yes yeah I was told that on an LSD trip one time and I was lost for 20 minutes <laughs> <that> <laughs> I was like well, why'd you have to like drop some kind of cliche profound knowledge on me but <laughs> what they call truism or something
0: <laughs> but like there, there is something like you know things are cliche a lot of times because they're so true but they get overused and it loses the, uh, the, the profundity initi- yes yeah um cause I
1: remember okay my, my third DMT trip I did it and I was instantly transported to an alien spaceship and I was there and I was lying on like a doctor's chair like and on
0: your back or like, like on the back
1: style. and there was like two or three nurses doing work on my brain like and as soon as I realized like what was going on they're like it's okay we're just fixing a few things and I was like alright and then like they'd fix a few things and I'd feel even better and even better and I was like And through the the whole process, I started, like, cheering them on. Because they were like, we only have so much time. Like, let us fix what we can fix. And I was like, all right. Wow, that's really vivid. Yeah, and I was like, do what you can. Hurry up. You're doing great. Come on, do what you can. And I was just encouraging them. And they were just doing whatever alien stuff, just trying to fix whatever was in my brain. And I was like, it was the most vivid Experience
0: like that I've ever had, one that was did, the
1: last time I've actually ever taken it.
0: Well, Yeah, so, something like DMT. I, I do. I do not. Uh, I, I would not recommend that it be a, a habitual. Thing. Oh no, that's it's. You, we're not supposed to go there that mm, much. You no, know, no, no, if at, if at all, <laughs> it's kind of just something you know that was supposed to have been lost in the 20th century, you know, like, because all the existing cultures in America, they all, like, had some sort of near-death experience ritual, mm-hmm. and most of them relied on, you know, psychedelics to to get that, that. to. Yeah, them. yeah. but, yeah, uh, there's... <laughs> there, there's been uh, folks more, a buddy of mine uh, is a uh, engineer, and... There's this one guy who, I don't know, personally, I just know of him, but he's like a huge psychonaut and, like, you know, all all in the psychedelic culture, which, I mean, I enjoy psychedelic culture, of course, but, like, this dude showed up to record some of his songs and was apparently so mystified or stupefied from his DMT trip that he sat there for eight hours strumming the same chord and trying to uh, figure out the song that he this guy like he pays like you know like 300 bucks to go there and record and like couldn't could, could do, couldn't do anything couldn't do anything he was he was still too too, too out there to take to taking it back you know and you know because nobody else understands it's like you nope know, yeah you're right nobody does nobody does and
1: nobody's going to if you can't uh, put it down you know yeah but that's kind of like how I feel with psychedelic experiences is you're supposed to you're going you're traveling into an unknown region you're supposed to enjoy it but you're supposed to essentially learn as much as you can from it absolutely And, and pull it back into this reality this life
0: and try and figure out how it applies well I've always I've always taken like great insight and in ways to like see how I need to like improve myself oh yeah you know what I mean oh yeah and like and you know sometimes you get you get some closure from taking action from knowledge you gain from a, a psychedelic journey and then other times you're literally just tripping you have no idea what you're fucking talking about you yeah. know what I mean yes like there's there's
1: moments of uh, lucidity as far as uh, uh, mental
0: thoughts yeah yeah well it's kind of like the um like a metronome you know on one end of it on the far end when it clicks over it has like like this this, prof- this profound, beautiful like life changing moment, mm-hmm. and on the other end, it just has pure madness where it's like I'll fucking kill anything right now. I don't care, and it's just it's a metronome. So yeah, but it's at like two thousand BPM, so it's just just counts them back and forth. Oh, there's a happy medium in there. There, there is. <laughs> you, you just... You gotta, you gotta kind of be, like, uh, observant, I guess, as far as the whole thing. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Aliens. Do you think they would come from space? Or do you think that they're, like, already here, like, interdimensional, like, like these DMT entities that, are? See,
1: that seems the most reasonable. Is that... Aliens are
0: already here. They're just on another dimension. That's what I think too. I think they can interact with our dimension. Mm-hmm. You know, I think other than military craft, I think that's what a fair amount of UFOs are or mm-hmm. UAPs, yeah. They're called now, but yeah, like I would, I would think that they're like, like in the oceans or undergrounds as much as they would be in the sky. But I, I don't think they're coming from other planets. Like I, I think they're already here. here. Yeah. Like
1: yeah, I, I, I can agree with that, um, and th- it, it, that's essentially what I was saying. How egocentric it is to think that there isn't other life forms out there. That you, you know, why would an alien have to show us on a for- show us that they exist in a form that we can see? You you know right. like. Why do they have to come down to our level? Why, you know, aren't we eventually supposed to go up to theirs? Like that
0: kind of sense. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see like if if it's the notion of like Earth is insignificant mm-hmm. and we're just we're just one one of billions of potential solar systems like teeming with life that are out there in the infinite vacuum of space Mm -hmm. why would these guys travel all this way to come to earth yeah I mean if there's nothing significant or special about this place why would they travel all this way to, to get here and then not show themselves
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Let me let me travel to let, let's let's go to France. We're supposed to go to France for a party. Oh Which, how long does
0: it take you to get to France?
1: Okay, well, and then we get to France and then we don't go to the party.
0: <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> Guys, I've been thinking. This Airbnb is really nice. <laughs> I always stay in.
1: You know, it's like why would you travel so far for something and then, and then not? Yeah. Like, so I like I like where your your idea is coming from. Like it might have
0: to be from here, wouldn't they? Like it just makes more sense. It makes more sense to me if if what we see, like like Earth being the planet, if it's like no, this place is special, like. So you could argue either, like uh, the Matrix idea, or uh, you could argue um, some sort of uh, divine creation. Either which way, you need a programmer to get it done. You have to have somebody that would have initially built the code yeah. of the building blocks of life to be able to to do all this. And that's the case. Then the. There are multi-dimensional beings out there that, mm-hmm. because you wouldn't have one person running all this shit no you have to you have to manage Yeah, them. like you, you you build it and then other people run it you can't run it yourself you just spend all the time building it <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so I, I would think things that like because they're like aliens or like the the clockwork elves or you know, like these you know dmt uh and uh, psilocybin induced entities Um, I I would think they're lesser gods like like it it just makes more sense to me that like this this system right going back to we're talking about as far as like the near death experience of like a DMT trip Mm -hmm. or like with me the first one was Salvia that like I never did that I did it twice the second time was not fun the first time wasn't really fun but like it came out of fucking nowhere like nowhere and I'm just like someplace else like I'm not I'm I'm not not on the couch I went through the couch and I'm in the void and and then I pop out somewhere else from the void that doesn't sound like a fun void it 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 was short man it was short like a DMT trip it was you know like like 10 15 minutes tops but like and then on time on mushrooms before I thought I that time where I was like oh I'll, I'll just have another bag Yeah, like, so after I left my body then, I was just like, fuck, I died, dude. (laughs) I ate too many, and I just fucking died, and now I'm sort of lost in this limbo. Yeah,
1: I've, uh, mushrooms have been interesting. I've connected with, like, some, like, Native American spirits before on mushrooms. That's cool. Yeah, it was really weird. Like, I remember it was out at a buddy's house, and there was his farm. And uh, him and another friend had like picked the whole their whole farm like all the last mushrooms for the year, and we boiled them all down into like three shots. Holy shit! So what? we just took a shot, <laughs> and whew. oh my god! But so we were around the fire. <laughs> on
0: I'm, I'm my friend's land. I'm just picturing like a Walmart bag just like full with like caps and stems. And
1: yeah, that. we make a Kool-Aid and... But it's so potent that like all we get is like three <laughs> shots out of it. Like three double shots. Like a double shot glass. Like, yeah, remember? yeah. That's like... We had three of those full and that was all that we needed. Ooh, but it was man. like hundreds put into that. But... Then I remember... Uh, like going to take a piss like leaving the fire and staring up into the clouds and this Indian shaman forms out of the clouds and like comes down like right in front of my face and just starts doing this chant and I'm like just whoa just dumbfounded like what in the world is this this is it was it was incredible but I couldn't make anything out of it and as soon as I'm done peeing it like vanishes Mm. and I turn around and go back to the fire and I was like well that was something you know (laughs) did you tell him? uh no I I kept that one to myself (laughs) because at that point there was no rational conversation to like oh look at this that I just saw like it's words
0: become hard. Like. Yeah. Especially like when you're trying to articulate something that is truly awesome. Yeah. You know, because like you're in awe of it. <laughs> and it's otherworldly that like I've tried before and like all that'll come out is just like a laugh or like a whoa. Like I like how the word the
1: the prefix awe like, when it's like, it's awesome. Right. Like, some of it has awe. But when it's awful, full it's a terrible thing.
0: Mm. E- well, I, th- I think the... Um, like, you know, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I-, I think the old definition of awe would be like... It was in context of, like, seeing something godly. Mm-hmm. You know, something that... Uh, you're, yeah, you're yeah. totally terrified yeah. by, like, so if you're totally, which, you know, the idea is that you're totally terrified by your own demise, right? Mm-hmm. Your 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 creator will, yeah. will will take you out. So like, yeah, you're right. Like if it's if something's full of awe, <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> what are you gonna do with your life? Yeah. Like like it's like you. You you just like found the the best cock you've ever had on the planet. (laughs) it's it's brought it's brought your pussy the a whole world of play a whole new world that you had no idea existed before. And now what? You gotta go back. You gotta go back. Yeah. to to Ted and his micro penis <laughs> he's a he's a stocks consultant <laughs> it's awful he's lived in Delaware all of his life he's not going anywhere yeah you're secure but my goodness Marquise the Frenchman mm. the Frenchman the Frenchman but yeah like and they're like 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 that's awful. Like, like I mean, like she's destroyed completely. By the way, you know, like is it, is it? she she looks forward to whenever she gets her menstrual cramps. Like, oh god! Because <laughs> oh, Mar- Marquise did that much damage in bringing her that much pleasure. All right. I can tell I've lost. All three of the females yes, who listen to this true. show
2: <laughs>
0: wish. That means it's just down to the five fellas remaining. Five fellas. We can do this. I do uh, I have a I have a dictionary app. Okay. So I like um like I like words and mm-hmm. um, anytime if somebody uses a word that I don't know what it means, I'm always just like no I'll do that like what's that word what's that word all the time if
1: I ever come across a word I don't know I instantly look it up
0: when I was a a little boy I didn't uh, I didn't have many friends other than uh, other than my brother and Mm -hmm. I didn't I don't like reading fiction because I was like I was so accustomed to you know movies I'm just like oh, it's taking forever like like I've been reading for an hour and I'm like 20 pages in I felt like I'm not learning anything I just like so much time invested yeah but we had a dictionary and we had uh, encyclopedias Ooh. and I would like read those
1: and but uh, my grandma had a case uh, thing of encyclopedias at her house and I'd go through those all the time whenever I was bored or it was like
0: raining outside and you couldn't be outside just go through the encyclopedias dude if you can keep them because like we were talking about earlier with um, sort of the, these filters, these corporate filters that are put in place mm-hmm. for uh, the internet, you know what I mean? Like like eventually it's going to come to a point where that knowledge is forgotten because it's, it's quote unquote not true. It's right? not true. They, they, have, they have new information that contradicts the old information.
1: Yeah. Like shoot, if I won the lottery,
0: I would buy a printing press just
1: so I could just start making books so the printed word doesn't go out you know like that's that's the thing is like how many people actually read physical books these days yeah. like i have a s- stack of like four books by my bedside that i'm reading right now and
0: it's like how many people do that like i know i don't like yeah. like seriously like i keep i keep books on the toilet whenever it's whenever solid. i poo I have something to read. Yeah. I'm not just like sitting there scrolling on the phone incessantly. Um, I'm also a slow reader. Like, okay. Like I'm a fast thinker and a slow reader. And usually that's to my detriment. But um, uh, audibly and visually, I take in information pretty well. So like okay. things like books on tape or uh, documentaries that I can just like put on YouTube and not have to necessarily watch yeah you know so I can like work on something else and then just listen and take in information like that helps me a lot but I I I think that yeah eventually these uh, things like books they're they're just not gonna make them anymore that's what
1: I'm concerned about it's like and then if, if, if that's the case then then we have to completely rely on what's online yeah and that stuff can be memory hold edited censored you know like just like like in 1984 like you know that was winston smith's whole job was just changing you know oh we got to make sure it's in with the party line yeah you know oh this guy doesn't exist anymore never did exist you know and that's that's kind of where it's it, it's where it's going
0: and that's, that's that's the scary thing. It's like seems to definitely be what is um, being encouraged to be like like oh, this is fine, it's okay. Like um, I don't know, man.
1: Um, yeah, because like I brought this that that up with a friend the other week because um, I was talking about one of my professors, my favorite professor, and he would always like encouraged me was really enthusiastic about that I read just that I read books and just that I read a lot and he was so enthusiastic about that and I was like I'm in college like that's not something that a college professor should be excited about that a student reads
0: what's, what's, what's that tell you about whenever that is exciting <sighs> Exactly. What's, I tell you, what's I tell you about the the, the your peers? It, you know, as far as what's expected of them, it, it's it's scary.
1: Like that that mo- not much is being expected of these people. It's like you're at a higher institution of learning. Like these should be common practice.
0: Like well, you well it, used, it used to be the idea was you know you you would go to a um, like a university get new perspective Mm -hmm. to to learn trade to learn new cultures Uh to learn to change change your worldview but not to like for the sake of changing your worldview you like this is me now you know but like Mm -hmm. like to with all these new perspectives invariably and all the knowledge you uh, attain is going to change your perspective Mm -hmm. like but it's going to change everyone's perspective differently. And, again, like, it, it, it seems to be, like, pushing the idea of, like, a monoculture, right? So if everybody's expected to just do the same and, like, like you said, like, uh, you, you being an avid reader becomes an odd thing, yeah. like, at a university uh, uh, class. Yeah. That one like, of, like, oh, my God, like books? You like books? Totally. What?
1: what, you don't use Quizlet for every single thing? What are you, like a student or something? It's it's just scary, because it goes back to, okay, I could see where you're like the monoculture of the left, as far as like progressivism and that stuff. How do you expect a more progressive society if... Uh, education is okay making everybody okay with that party line essentially like you're you're not going to college to to lear, open up and learn other ideas you're going to college to jump into whatever that culture is pushing at the time
0: memorize Bible passages Oof. like that's like that's yeah. essentially what it is like you're you're, you're, you're memory banking Mm-hmm. Talking points and arguments from an ideological supremacy mm-hmm. point of view. And like that's kind of what like organized religion is that we have the answer. Yeah. We yeah. have the doctrine. Yeah. We have the dogma. We have the science. Like folks on the left think that like, well, we believe in science. It's like, but no, you don't. You you believe that you're correct. <laughs> that's 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 a big difference. Mm-hmm. Between we believe in science and we believe we're correct. You know, like, that's... (laughs) I I don't think... Because, like, I've got a lot of friends, like... Like, I've been, like, a left-leaning fellow, like, most of my life. And then I saw, like, people's brains just sort of break over, like, the past few years. And then, like, you figure, like, well, it's... People are just... Anxious and angry and revved up, and it'll it'll calm its way down. And it's it's not calm its way down. It's 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 new aspects of American culture. And it's like yeah, like the this idea of like left versus right until you're able to sort of sit back and objectively agree and disagree depending on the argument with both sides like the idea of like a a, a monoculture or whatnot or this uh, supremacist ideology taking place is, is going to become the establishment mm-hmm. no matter like no matter which side it is it just alarms me that the left is like they' they're they're Jesus freaks in a way man like like it's... And I I I, I don't, I don't, I don't really care for zealotry. I don't, I don't like this idea of I'm right about something. Like I don't, I don't like that at all. Like
1: yeah, uh, shoot. The, what is it? The the first way to an education is to admit that you're wrong. The admit that you, you don't know. know everything, that you don't know anything. I mean, <clears throat> the moment that you start saying that, oh, I think I'm right, is the moment that you shut off your brain to allowing in new ideas. Um, and yeah you like education has become like a banking system like oh the teacher has all the knowledge and he gives the students little receipts every day and it's like no education should be being able to have conversations like this being able to freely express like I'm a huge proponent of dialogue not a debate, dialogue free discussion like as long as dialogue is is able and open, I think we can conquer all the challenges that face us in this world. But the, soon, the second that it goes to a debate where, oh, I have to be right about this, or you have to be right about this, it's wrong. It's, it's not gonna fix anything. And that, that's the way it should be. We should be a bit more pragmatic because we've all seen the way politi- politics works in this country. And we've also seen that it it doesn't really work. <laughs> yes, we gotta just burn it down then. You know I don't want to burn it down. It's just it's, <laughs> no, I don't either. I'm not. I'm not about it's, that. It's just this this tit for tat for, for voters, and it's like, but you're not doing any positive good. Like there, nothing's really changing. It's you're just pointing fingers at each other saying you did bad and you did bad, but I did good No, I did good. And it's not really fixing anything. And I mean, I consider myself an independent I'm not beholden to any party. I, I am beholden to myself. I love the United States of America and what this country has done for me and I would like to do more for it but at this time period, it's it's so difficult because people just want to be angry about something. <laughs> that's what I that's what
0: I think. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it's just like folks being like, you know what? It's acceptable for you to have wrath about anything as long as we all agree like what that is. But then, like, you can just have like like endless rage, like, and it's acceptable. It doesn't matter what you do with that rage, Mm -hmm. as long as your outrage and this wrath that you wreak havoc uh, on to your community or whoever is within the church guidelines, (laughs) and it's within the church guidelines, Then, then, you know, like, burn them all, you know, and... Like you said, the dialogue is essential because you have to be able, just like in a relationship, you have to be able to call people out on their bullshit. Mm -hmm. I agree on the problem with people that are politically minded, regardless of the party. Mm -hmm. I agree whenever they vocalize that there's a problem with X. I normally agree with them. Yeah, there's a problem with X. Of course. How do we solve that problem? Well, I'm probably not going to agree with you.
2: <laughs> we'll have
0: an open mind, though. Like, like I'm willing to, like, listen. I'm willing to give a platform to mm-hmm. them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, the like, it, it all depends on, like, what we're talking about, man. Like, I love the First Amendment. I'm a very big proponent of our uh, the idea of uh, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. Like, I like I. I like those. I, I, I like it. I, I am. I am all about it. I, I like the Second Amendment as well. Yeah. I like it. the idea that a foreign country nor a domestic uh, uh, a terror tyrannical threat can take on the largest army in the world, which is the citizenry of the United States and our residents as well, because a lot of them aren't citizens, but they are packing heat as well. I'd be concerned if you weren't. So, like, it's yeah. Like I saw did you see about the that awful shit in the Boulder. Yeah. Like the grocery store and whatnot. Like, and I as 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 soon as it happened, there was I forget who it is. It was a pair of writers, but they wrote for all of these different uh, publications mm-hmm. that were geographically centered in the. In the uh, headlines, so like like here be like like you know Georgia or South Georgia or North Florida, mm-hmm. but they were all about experiences like new surge in gun crime and like you know like uh, lobbying for like gun control and whatnot. It's like this is something I I agree with you. It's a problem whenever we have sick motherfuckers going in to public places and murdering people. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good at all. At all. The solution to that is not to give people that are abiding by the laws into the hands of uh, would-be criminality because they would all become criminals if they don't comply with turning in like a certain type of firearm. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that at all. When people will make the, what I consider to be a straw man argument uh, with the... Um, like, like, well, somebody, somebody's allowed to buy a rocket launcher or a tank the uh, extreme the slippery slope yeah I'm like good lord dude I mean if we're gonna argue on the principality of it as far as the logic based on having a constitutional argument then yeah yeah he can buy that then yeah RPG yeah Yeah. cause guess what if he tries to do something nefarious with it he ain't gonna last long Uh, not in America not in America
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's the beauty of it yeah that's the beauty of it yeah, it makes me think of two different quotes. Is like the 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 same occult, cult. It's like the what was it the the gun is the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the
0: other. If you, if you believe in in women's rights and protecting yourself, get a fucking gun, ladies. <laughs> Get a fucking gun and blow the motherfucker's balls off if they try to uh, force the way on you or anything. The other one
1: that I've used, I've had a a conversation with a very liberal-minded friend, is like, okay, uh, when you spell a word wrong, do you blame the pen?
0: I blame God.
1: (laughs) Why did you lead me astray? So so, then why do you blame the gun when someone... Shoot someone else when someone does something bad with a gun. Like, we
0: we have selective outrage with murder in this country as is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like <laughs> we, we, we tend to emotionally latch on to tragedies that can champion our own beliefs off of, and, I, and that's not making. I'm not trying to sound holier than thou in mm. anything. You know. You know. What I mean. I, I'm just as flawed. But there, there is something about that selective outrage, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to tragedies, especially when it comes to gun tragedies mm-hmm. and murders by firearms. It, it seems to be, well, is it trending? How many people were murdered? Where was the murdering take, taking place? Yeah. Was he white? Was he not white? You know what I mean? Like th- These are things that marketing companies use Used. to target yeah. people. Yeah on in emotional level particularly online and until you can sort of separate your own, your own emotional mm-hmm. attachment to these horrors of mm-hmm. life and look at like how even more horrific people are going to use this to influence people into doing things that are going to make them weaker yeah like like there there are ugh. There are things way worse than the boogeyman. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And I. Yeah. I have some controversial thoughts, I think, on uh, uh, what we call mass shootings, anyway. I think that when the white guy is taken alive, mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times it's a plant. Plant? Okay. I think whenever. It's a it's somebody right. that is not taken alive, like the the Dayton massacre. Okay, I think it was a couple years ago. He, it was at nighttime in the streets, and he went to like like just firing at people, mm-hmm. and then it's they had like a I guess a first Friday thing in Dayton or something. So okay. like Johnny Law is everywhere, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's a big city, and like people are out drinking on the streets. They like they're peacekeepers, you know? Yeah, and here it comes. <laughs> fucking loser with a fucking uh, uh, I don't know if it was semi-automatic or fully automatic. I can't remember what it was. But, you know, a weapon and the cops take him down before he goes into a nightclub. Like, he was in the entryway in this nightclub and they take him down. That to me is not a plant. That to me is a surprise. But like there's like the, the one loser that uh, uh, shot up the church right and he's taken a life this was like a few years ago he yeah. had that, he had that awful bowl cut haircut that i had when i was like 11 <laughs> years old yeah but um i'm not going to use his name either um but like I, I think i think and again this is me i'm i'm not of sound mind ladies and gentlemen i am an idiot genius so i'm a bit out there but i think that there's a strong likelihood that the reason these men are taken alive is because they're plants. Mm-hmm. Like These murderers Masi's are plants. Manchurian candidates. Yeah, there's a reason why the Las Vegas "quote unquote" lone Whoa. gunman was not taken alive. That that Las yeah. Vegas stuff is oof. Uh, that's so much. That got memory hold so quick. Yeah, man. There's footage of of the Isn't law that- enforcement in the stairway. Of the hotel, just waiting for, like, the call to uh, open the door, go down the hall on the floor, and take out the gunman. They're just standing there. They're just waiting. You hear the shots still ringing out, like, the echo of the concrete walls all around them. You know, concrete has a certain reverberation, a certain tone to it, and you you hear, like, all the shots ringing out. And they're just, like, they're fully, like, dressed to the T, ready to go. And you just like, you, the shots are just still going, still it, going. What's incredible to me about all of that
1: is, Las Vegas has probably more cameras per inch than any other mm-hmm. area on this planet. Not to mention the body cams
0: of all the cops. Like, all, they were. Like, all like, I was, they I, I
1: visited Las Vegas for the first time back in October. Me and me and my brother went, and like. Yeah, like, and I thought about that shooting while I was there for like a little bit. It's like, how is that possible? Like, there's really hardly any footage from it, and it all kind of fizzled away. Like a lot of the attention on it. There's more
0: things to talk about. Trump's a racist. uh,
1: Yeah. Speaking of, while I was in Vegas, while I was there, uh, Trump's uh, motorcade. Trump was in Vegas while I was there. I got to watch Trump's motorcade come down the Las Vegas Strip. Wildest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen a presidential motorcade, but he's
0: he came to Valdosta twice. I haven't gone either time. Yeah, I uh, the the first time I I was still uh, I was still like a Bernie bro. He hadn't conceded to Clinton yet. Yeah, and. So friends of mine were like, "We're going to protest." I was like, "I don't want to go and protest. <laughs> not my style. Yeah. This is not my style." I re- yeah, "What? What are you protesting? He's a douchebag. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's not worth my time, bro. I'm sorry, it's not. Yeah, it wasn't worth my time either to fight the the the, the crowd of good old boys." <laughs> going to see who would be the next president. And this, this this more recent time, you know, it was like out there at the airport. And yeah. I was just like, I don't want to be around all those fucking people at the yeah, airport, yeah. man. But in hindsight, I'm like, man, that was the president, was though. The president. Like, That's the thing. Like, me and my
1: brother, it was a Saturday night. And we were leaving one casino. And we had to cross the street to go to another one. And we were doing one of those walkway over bridges. Mm-hmm. There's people all lined up on the street. You know, me and him are half drunk. We're like, "What are all the people doing?" And like, so we we go up to go over this crosswalk, and there's a cop on the bridge, and he's like, "Oh, you gotta stop." We're like, "Why?" He's like, "Oh, the president's about to come down the strip and his medicaid. And we're like, <laughs> "The president." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "It's so cool." That's really fucking wild. And so, so <laughs> like me and my brother just like stood next to this cop on the bridge and watched. There was it was like three hundred cars in that motorcade. Like, no, just
0: no doubt, man. Just he is, insane. He is more popular than Jesus. Just insane. Like, like if he wasn't as hated, yeah, as as he is. <laughs> like even like the statistics alone and like I've, I, I've kept an open mind with the conspiratorial uh, aspects of the election I, I have not been swayed on a national level I just always think elections are rigged. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think they just, they've never figured out a way to do it convincingly they might have done it 2020 they might have I don't know But a lot of people hated the bastard. A lot of people did, who didn't give a shit about politics. They just gave a shit about, like, fuck this guy. However, it's insane, man. Mm. I've never seen a celebrity that fucking big.
1: Yeah. There's so much vitriol. Oh, my Uh, God, dude. (laughs) Like, it's... Oof, I, I don't understand it to a point it's like how can you even go through your day-to day with that much anger inside of you <laughs> well, for that of all things and especially against some person that, that you'll probably never meet like y- y- your your perception of this person is completely uh,
0: uh, third party because you you know it's well, when you start to unpack like some of the reasons why, and not all the time. But if their reasons are not his personality. Cause again, like, if they're just like, oh no, I just think he's a scumbag and that's enough for me. I'm just like, yeah, I can't convince you otherwise. He's a fucking dude. He's bad, a scumbag. Man. Yeah. Like <laughs> like yeah, like like of course. But like, like on, on certain things when like they'll start to like mention all these things that outrage them I'm like I'm like totally those things are out- outrageous right but like like the the thing about like which is still going on like the the shit show at the fucking border like it's still going on it's still going on yeah and they're outraged at that it's like these programs were here beforehand mm-hmm. like the the argument of his xenophobia maybe I think he's just being outlandish and got people's attention by calling MS-13 a bunch of Mexicans that are raping people. (laughs) Like, that's (laughs) what he led with. Yeah. Because that's scandalous shit. That's headlines
1: right there. Exactly.
0: He's from the media. (laughs) Yeah. He gave them exactly, And he was like, everybody will get rich. He wasn't wrong. All the media companies like, boom. But, I mean,
1: how much did the middle class respond in these four years? Compared to an Obama presidency, Obama was essentially eradicating the middle class in this country.
0: I mean, it felt like it. Um, I never had, and Grant, I've only been an adult through three presidents. Yeah. Bush, Obama, and uh, Trump, well, now, now four with with uh, Biden. Um but Trump was the only one that I've seen that directly affected me because I had to do it like my student loan debt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Biden has continued that, but I don't think that if Trump had done it first due to COVID, yeah. that Biden would have done it. If it hadn't already been done, Yeah, because that is something that is, uh, if he would rescind that instead of going on with it, like, ooh, that would... That would blow the cover too much. You know what I mean? You have to do some generous things in the COVID crisis at, at, in order at this to point, do wicked
1: things. Like Trump feels like the hot ex-girlfriend that that we wish we could go back to. And Biden's like the girl that we settled with.
0: Well, it has just started, and it has just and, started and Biden apparently, for what I gather. If they don't if they don't kill him there is someone on the wing so it's kind of like the new girlfriend is like hey I'm not gonna be here long but this is my friend if I'm not here oh well, yeah, yeah. you and her would really get
1: there there it's not the Biden presidency they're all like uh, like official reports it's the Biden Harris presidency yeah they
0: are not so he's he's either going to step down at some point yeah or they're going to force him to step down.
1: Yeah, what's there's like a non competence what would there's one of the amendments that twenty fifth maybe?
0: Something like that. Twentieth, not I don't know. It's one of those. A twentieth I think was either prohibition or the repeal of That's, prohibition. Yeah. Twenty first, I think, was that. Uh, maybe. But yeah, the I guess it's competency or whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> they're also um maybe you have to show like all of your taxes before. Uh, uh, they're trying to get that as far as an eligibility thing. Okay. Which? With, Where does that stem from? From from tr- Trump? Like? I would I would deduce so. I think that as far as Trump being a puppet, Trump did a lot in the shadow of his presidency that had to do with the surveillance state and things that COVID was ready for. Yeah. You know, corporate world was not affected by COVID. No, not at all. No. You know, like they they did they did quite well. They did quite well in 2020. Yeah. Yeah, they did. So.
1: Um, that's... It's a corporate feudalism right yeah. now. Well, that one of the things that... Like, it's... It's not really... We have a so-called government, but corporations have taken
0: over our government. Yeah. Or, I think they or, have for a while. Yeah. And I think there was... I I think somebody got elected class president, and they were just like, oh, God, this kid. This kid's the worst kid in this class. And they voted for him. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, yeah, you should have had such a shitty candidate, should you? Yeah. Okay,
1: okay, it reminds me of a book I read this summer, um, The Age of Surveillance Capitalism. Hmm. and it was talking like it broke down kind of how we ended up where we're at with our corporations and it tied in one of the two biggest events where it was uh 9-11 and the dot dot com bubble bust because you remember early 2000s yeah was uh, that
0: before or after 9-11 that is right it's right
1: around the same time hmm so, what happens is, okay, we, we got caught with our pants down with 9-11. That happened. Um,
0: I don't... My other ideas on 9-11, we'll talk about another, another point, but... Um, we, we, can, we, we, still, we still got time, bro. Okay. We, can, we, can, we, can, we can talk about 9-11. Okay, but,
1: um, but that happened, and then the dot-com bubble bust. And so you have all of these Silicon Valley companies scrambling to try and stay relevant and to keep their businesses afloat. And and then you have the US government that just got attacked. And so with those two forces combining, tech companies in the United States, you created the, the burgeoning of the survey, US surveillance state. And so like like Google, Amazon, Facebook, all those companies are sucking so much data out of everybody like that's how like that's how google makes all of its money is is off of the data that we provide it.
2: yeah
0: it's more valuable than oil yeah and And yet you can't sell your data but you can willfully give it away yeah and with like we all do
1: (laughs) (laughs) and and that that's that's we by allowing like allowing essentially the top you know NSA FBI and then you have Google and Facebook essentially it was the marriage it was because of those two things you have the marriage of the of the information government government information state and the tech corporations mm-hmm. and since then it's
0: been that way ever since i guess that would kind of make sense with the um with the dot com crash and especially 911 because if all these Companies and this was a, a, a burgeoning new market, right? Mm-hmm. But if it burst because they had a, a, a oversold, no, no, over, yeah, I forget if it's oversold or overbought, whichever way the um. There's, there's the too much of it, you know, yeah. The peak before you know the pop, the boom, um, the bust, but that then the intelligence. Committees and uh, uh, agencies, the military, mm-hmm. and the existing corporate world would then sweep in along with the banking cartels and be like, hey, we like your industry. It shows a lot of potential. We're going to invest a lot in your product and we're going to see business boom over the next like 20 years. We're now like halfway there. Like, like, but it, it's more For thirty years. Yeah, thirty years. We're more than halfway there. You
1: know. But it's more. We have so much data. We already know when someone wants something. Yeah. Like Pretty it already knows that I want to buy socks next week. And by me saying this right now, it. It. it I call it the it, because that's it's really what it is. It's an it. It's this ephemeral thing. Yeah. And it, it already know it already it's going to send me like two ads this week that for socks. Like just me talking us talking right now. Like that's that's how pervasive it is in our world. And it's ubiquitous and pervasive and 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 people don't even know or don't even care about it because because they think it's more convenient. And like that's really truly one of the things that worries me the most is where
0: Where's my free will? Like, it comes from struggle. Like, like it, it like it, it, really does. Like from the moments that you, where you have no choice and you have to do something, mm-hmm. right? You, you then whenever you have the opportunity to be able to choose something, you, you put a lot more value into it. Then mm-hmm. you know, like, like you, an easy example is you save up money, yeah, right, and like you. You save it up for a specific purpose, you know. You you have that delayed gratification. <clears throat> well, that's a big thing, yeah. Yeah, because you you put value, you put more of your stock into this, mm-hmm. you know, than you did to these little little things along the way. Because you can't get something that rewarding mm-hmm. if you don't have struggle along the way. If 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 we're just given everything, yeah, then.
1: You don't do anything with it, like that's like they. Uh, like I remember reading no, about. No, like, you get uh, depressed. Like you have no meaning. Yeah, that's exactly that's it, that's it. I mean, like like I remember reading an article or a paper on like life on on the res for for Native Americans, and how a lot of it, so much of it's provided, it just doesn't make you want to really do anything. That's why it's life on the reservations are so tough. You know, rampant alcoholism and stuff and it's, it's people are meant to create and to create their own worlds and when it's given to you you it's 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 not real, it's not genuine it, it, and it just doesn't create I don't know,
0: goodness. No, I think on the l- on the long enough timeline it creates Comfortably docile cattle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because yeah. it
1: feels like it feels like bread and circuses right now.
0: Or, or <laughs> yeah, Biden bucks and, and whatever. Yeah, Trump, Trump bucks and uh, uh, hopefully, if the UBI continues, some uh, Kamala dollars. Kamala dollars. <laughs> Kamala <laughs> dollars. I'm all about UBI because they're just printing the shit anyway, like they're just giving it away. I really believe that, like, we've been shown that, like, this idea of, like, like millions of dollars, it's really not that much on, like, the grand scheme of things. It's a fucking lot to me. Yeah. But, like, on the grand scheme of things, like, it is not a lot of money. Like, I, I would imagine that folks sitting near the top of the table probably have quadrillions. Yeah. Like, like near the top tier, not at the top tier. Like, the top tier... That mon- they don't have money. That's not a currency for them. Money. It's it's <laughs> not a currency for them. They use other means of currency. Yeah, that's top tier. Cash money. I don't remember the last time they but touched. But I am I I'm a all- Madam Vice President. If that's how you identify, I don't want to be disrespectful. The Kamala Dollars <laughs> is hands down the greatest idea I can give to your administration as far as UBI I Don't I think we can take the banking cartels. Uh, I know you you kind of rub elbows with them But maybe you know as a kickback with your your trickle-down Economics with the UBI UBI. some Kamala dollars would really really sound nice I'm calling it here (laughs) <laughs> March the twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. Kamala Dallas. UBI. Let's see it.
1: Well and the well UBI ties into another thing I'm worried about and which is automation. I mean, okay, you're given the money you need to subsist. hmm But I wanna work. But all the jobs have been taken by computers or robots. I, like it's really kind of unnerving to go try and Start a career or figure out what career you want to do, because you really need to research if a computer
0: can be able to do your job in ten years or twenty years down the road. I think I think we've already seen it. I think I think 2020 showed us what the actual idea of automation is. Yeah. Where wherein it's not this assembly line like some Henry Ford factory no, or something. No. But it's this where they automate what are the essentials. Yep. What do we need? Okay, well, we don't really need any new businesses. No, we've got businesses. Mm-hmm. We can make new businesses yeah. from the from the top tier down if that's what we want. I mean, we can <laughs> give people at the
1: bottom all the money money they want for small businesses, right? But it's not really gonna.
0: But we're we're, we're getting like as far as like the money that's being decided, like mm-hmm. like like we the, the the people that live here, in particular the citizens, we're getting, like, pennies on the dollar for what, like, they're supposed to be giving us. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. I I, th- I think the, the, the more... At first with UBI, I was like, I don't think we can afford that shit. And then I saw what happened last year. I was like, oh, money isn't an option to these people. Mm-hmm. Neither is human casualty, apparently. The illusion of it is, you know? Yeah. The... I- <laughs> same, same thing with the Chinese government, man. Like, they, we, you know, I'll see things where they're, like, out in the streets celebrating and nobody has to wear a mask or social distance because of how awesome the Chinese government handled it. One, they were fucking locking people inside of their homes, like, like literally, like, sealing the door shut. Yeah. If you well died, the door shut. yeah, if yeah. you died, sorry, they were rounding up Uyghur Muslims and Christians and Buddhists that didn't comply with the CCP's view on religion Into these camps where they're sterilizing and raping people I don't give a shit if you think they're d- handle COVID good or not That's not a proper way how to treat your citizenry
1: But then what did the world do? The world, the world, the rest of the world's governments went ahead and followed the same thing that the CCP did. They locked down their countries. It's like, are you are you serious? It makes me think of uh, the movie World War Z. I I have seen that. It's a zombie movie, but I'm going into this like there's a certain part in the movie where he's t- uh, one of the random off characters, and they're talking about the
0: non Brad pig. Characters. Yeah,
1: uh, they're talking about, like, uh, like countries that are surviving the zombie outbreak, and uh, North Korea comes up. And the guy's saying, this is true communism at its finest. North Korea, in the movie, they had all their citizens pull out all of their teeth. You couldn't bite or transmit the disease if you don't have teeth. And the government had all their people do this and did this, and that's how, in the movie... North Korea was
0: still safe from the zombie apocalypse. For the greater good. For the greater good. We all sacrifice a little bit (laughs) for the greater good. (laughs) Meanwhile, I guarantee... I know it's a movie, but meanwhile, I guarantee... uh, The people making those calls are gnashing on corn on the cob just as happy as a clam with their fucking teeth still intact or their dentures that they can afford, whichever. But when I seen that, I was like, man, that is... Like such a
1: beautiful way to encapsulate what like communism is,
0: or how it plays out, or what it
1: does to a citizenry that is under its rule. Interesting.
0: I've 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 told friends of mine before that are communists. Well, well, one I don't like Marxism. No, at at all. I think it's as folks have listened to this show before know. I, I think it's poisonous ideology. Yes, but you know communism, if if we're talking about like you starting a commune, yeah, and people not telling you what you can do with it, and you being able to provide for everybody there, and, yeah, you know the, this idea that everything is shared—that's Commun- that's fine.
1: Yeah, that's communal living.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Whenever it's taken to the state level, and I'm I'm using that colloquially but whenever it's taken to a larger governmental level it always results in authoritarianism Mm -hmm. and always results in bad news for most people every time so my advice if you're a communist which I'm sure there's not many listening but if you are get rich buy land (laughs) change the world over time with generations Yeah. I don't think getting rid of inheritance is a way to go either. Mm -hmm. I think you should have generational wealth. I I think that the whole notion of, like, if we're talking about the evils of capitalism, you also have to acknowledge that it provides an avenue for people that didn't have anything to come here and create generational wealth so that their their legacy Mm -hmm. would not live in squander. They would flourish over time. Yeah, so I mean, y- you can't have that if there's no inheritance and there's no property at all. But yeah. if you want to have communal living and then try to change the world over time and have it be a better place, get rich, buy land, and- <laughs> change the world. Those three steps. Yeah, that's that. That's the way to go. Because I
1: remember um, I went to I visited Poland a couple of years back and. I remember being led around Warsaw by a doctoral student uh, from the University uh, of Warsaw. And uh, he was a pretty nice young man, and he came from a a pretty affluent family. Both Both of his parents were judges, granted communist judges, but they were judges within the communist government. And, like, to me, okay, I'm an American, like, that equals wealth to me. And I was like, so where... As we're walking around town, I was like, so where did you live? And he's like, well, uh, me and my family, we had an apartment on this part of the town. And I was like, okay, and I just stood there, and I was like, apartment? You were, your parents were judges? And it's like to me, an American. If your your parents are
0: a judge, you probably have a nice five bedroom house. Or yeah, you had to get elected to get there, so that means you have to have poll in your community. Yeah, you can only have poll in your community if you got some cheddar yeah. to 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 give around and give back to your community. And,
1: and, and, and so, <laughs> like five minutes, and it just dawned on me. It's like, whoa, like this is a communist society. It doesn't matter the the after. Affluence of your your job. Uh, everybody gets the same damn thing from those based on their abilities to those based on their needs. Yeah, and and I was just and it was that was like the initial slap in my face of like what communism was or what what sixty years of communism did to this country.
0: Well, it it doesn't provide long term growth. Mm-hmm. It just provide it just provides stability. At minimum, mm-hmm. through crises. And if the crises can't be averted, then the goalposts just get moved and be like, well, this is the new normal
1: now. Whoa, 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 what's the saying? I'm sorry, I have all these euphemisms, but uh, as in it, something I've noticed lately, like Americans, we talk in euphemisms. All the freaking time, mm-hmm. but and it, I think that that's what scares away a lot of people trying to learn English or American because it's so uh, idiomatic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, it was communism. In communism, you wait in line for bread. In capitalism, bread waits in line for you. It's true, though.
0: Yeah, it, it is true. It's true, but we are, there there are a lot of things that like like again it goes to um, uh, ideas of problems and solutions. All the wasted food that we have here. Yeah. like, Like, there... I, I think we should have the ability to, like... I don't know if put the law is the right phrasing I want to use, but... We should have something. Nobody in America should live in squalor. Like, no. Like, nobody should. No. And if we have restaurants and grocery stores throwing away food because... It can't be sold the following day. Why can we not say then we're going to establish a nonprofit mm-hmm. in this district that will collect all of this food that will be thrown out mm-hmm. to feed people that night while okay. it is still good, like it's still good to be used? I believe there's a second harvest program here.
1: I remember one of the restaurants I used to work for in town did that, where they would save food. I don't know when it was used. Right. But I know that it was saved and it was donated to to the second harvest here in town.
0: I, I think though that like... Well, there need, those,
1: those types of programs need to be more ubiquitous. They need to be everywhere. I mean, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, totally. I think that, you know, if in, in order to change a corporatist society into the Best possible outcome, you have to sort of play by these capitalistic rules and incentives, mm-hmm. right? Whenever you're in the court system, you have to play by the, the criminal justice like uh, yeah. game. It's, yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's there's always different games. Mm-hmm. But for this in particular with the food, if you incentivize businesses locally mm-hmm. to be like, I, I don't know, I'm sure they have to pay local fees of some sort, give them either a cut on that or even. Give them a uh, a stipend, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of monetary means to be like, hey, you can use if you sign up for this program where we get the food you're going to throw away. You're going to get this stipend that you can use towards developing your business in the community. Yeah. So you can use that for you know marketing for uh, 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 building your inf- uh, infrastructure like your building or your your drive-through if you have one mm-hmm. of those like anything like that like. If 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 these ideas that they won't get championed, and I I agree with like a, a problem with with this uh, bread waiting in line for you, you know, is that because it's so abundant here that in order to get closer towards a communal sharing to people that can't afford food,
2: mm-hmm.
0: we can incentivize local businesses to be more charitable by uh, a uh, capital means. It's interesting
1: how much um, how corporations have taken up the the charity cause over time. Because it used to be it was churches that were doing Mm -hmm. the real work. I mean, I did a... We... One of my conspiracy theory class last year um we our teacher showed us um two different sets it was LB uh, of things um uh, it was LBJ going to New Orleans after a hurricane during his presidency and then it was George W. Bush going to New Orleans after Katrina and it was like a comparison of the two presidents mm-hmm. and, and and kind of the backlash and, and reading through these things um like, both times, you know, City of New Orleans was devastated, but in the first time, it was community-based and church-based groups that did most of the heavy lifting in that area. And then and then you go, and, and then you're reading on, like, the, the Katrina time, and it was mostly, it wasn't, more to say, it was probably more, it was more corporations. It was coming in to get the goodwill boost as far as, like, their marketing—it felt—it fe- it felt like that, mm-hmm. and it feels like that. Like when you were talking about mass shootings earlier, it made me think of this because it seems like any time that there's some sort of disaster or or big tragic event in this country, all the big corporations try to swoop in on it and get as much good uh, good Samaritan points as possible. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of gross in a way to see that. It's like good. Yes, we're helping out, and you're helping your fellow man, but it, it also... Why does it have to take a corporation to do this? Like, why... You know, like, that that's the kind of ugly thing to me
0: about it. Well, well it, yeah, to, to profit but, off of tragedy. Yeah. And because, again, like, you know, it's... If you can get a target audience emotionally invested into something, mm-hmm. and then you can attach your name to it, and you can be like, hey... You know, we hear Coca-Cola. Just an example. I'm not trying to, to trash it, uh, Coca-Cola, but we hear Coca-Cola. We think the mass shootings really suck balls. Drink Coke. We stand with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's kind of where I'm. You know, it's it's along that line. It's, it's kind it's... of
0: whenever you see like Pride Month and Black History Month, and like the product placement like changes. And I'm I'm not. Against either of those months I'm just saying from the corporate point of view where it's just like all right guys now this is a big target audience this is a this is a hot audience we gotta we gotta latch on to latch on to here and make sure we maximize uh, our opportunity for uh, revenue growth and again when you get people emotionally invested which of, of course, people are emotionally invested in social causes, mm-hmm. aside from you know you know tragedies of like you know like mass shootings or whatnot. Yeah. But it's, I think because to your point as far as what happened with the churches, I think the churches are still there. But one, they don't have the swing in big cities like they they, like they once did. Yeah, you they know don't what I mean?
1: have the pull as far as. Uh, funds to be able to help and Mm -hmm. as far as the media attention. I mean...
0: Well, I mean, that preacher's gotta get that that new (laughs) role. Jesus has blessed him. That... that,
1: I mean, I feel like this really... That
0: sheik in Arabia really needed for his fourth wife to have a gold plated toilet room. I just see this... this, this, I just feel like that
1: shows something of how our society has changed. Like...
0: Maybe I, I think in a way as well, like like America's got so many different like microcosms of culture and societies yeah. nesting in it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Florida is like like five miles that, that way. way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Culture is not really too different once you get it once you get into that part of Florida. Yeah. However, if you go further uh, along the Gulf Coast westbound it's kind of going to stay in this kind of culture yeah if you go south towards the panhandle you go like 50 miles or so it's a different culture down there yeah it's a different culture it kind of goes more wild west Mm -hmm. and then it gets Disney like all of a sudden and then just like anything goes around there O-Town's got like this 50 mile radius around it where anything goes but you know I mean that's that's just that's just comparing to like from here to like three hours away mm-hmm. like Atlanta's further away than Orlando you know what I mean yeah, yeah. and Again, like, Atlanta's, like, a completely different culture than the rest of Georgia. Yeah. Like, not at all like it. Like, more more power to him for pushing the social causes to the forefront. <laughs> so, finally, the Bible Belt has been like, you know what? I think, I think the gays are okay. They're okay. They're okay. <laughs> I ain't got a
1: problem with it anymore.
0: It's like, thank God that's normalized.
1: I got a cousin that's gay, and I finally talked to him, and it's yeah. okay.
0: You know what? I figured... I don't like sucking dick. I mean, I never have, but a- after I talked with Terry, he he reassured me that it that y- it's okay. It's okay. I like, I was it. like that's that's good, Daryl. <laughs> we're we watching stuff on aliens. Can we can we keep watching it?
2: <laughs> that's what the real
0: interest is. Yeah. But yeah, like I I don't think um I don't think I. I don't think we fully grasp this idea of just, like, how big the world really is. I know we're told all the time, like, oh, the world's world's small. It's like, no, it's really fucking big, dude. It's huge. Like, it's gargantuan. If you just started walking, like, from here to get to the beach, that's probably, like, I don't know take you a day I would imagine maybe a little more because you'd want to go around the okie finoki I don't want to walk through that (laughs) fuck that
2: (laughs) you want to die that's
0: how you want to die if that's if that's your life goal is to certainly die just walk through the the okie finoki yeah oh my god dude that's a way to go fuck that (laughs) fuck that but like that's like we're close to the beach though Mm -hmm. you know what I mean to get to the other beach, the gulf, that's probably a day and a half. To get to the other ocean, what would that take to walk? A couple weeks?
1: Yeah. I mean, it depends on how many miles a day
0: you're getting. I mean, let's just say you're just not stopping. Like, uh. you, you took... You somehow took like a whole Walmart bag full of Adderall and you <laughs> condensed it down into three double shots. <laughs> uh, and you, you took one of them then you thermosed the other two. Individual thermoses, mind yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to do a quad shot. <laughs> so you're just up, right? I'd take,
1: yeah, I'd say a week or two. That's fucking. And that's like, that's just
0: a blip on the map.
1: Yeah. It's. There's more water than that. There's even more land than that. The ocean terrifies me.
0: How would it not,
1: man? Like, what what movie was it I watched? uh, Mutiny on the Bounty. Never seen it. Great Marlon Brando movie. That's what I've heard. Yeah. And. There's something about just. out there in the deep that's just terrifying. It it is. But it showed me, like... Have you ever heard of keeling? I don't think so. It's one of... uh, It's a... It's a a punishment on a a boat. Uh, It's K-E-E-L-I-N-G. Keeling. Because it's like the keel of the boat. Okay. And what they do is... If you you did something bad or egregious on the boat, uh, they would tie a rope to you and drop you on one side of the boat and pull you up from the other side so your body would get dragged along the bottom of the boat holy shit yeah fuck that dude and most of the time okay most people pirates life is not for me oh no 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 But, okay, so... Are you kidding me? Like, if you essentially... (laughs) But essentially, like, I mean, if you hit the bottom of that boat, like, you're knocked unconscious. Yeah, well, like, like, I'm
0: I'm no seaman, but But, on the middle of the boat, isn't there, like... What holds the hull together? Hole, a big beam. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I'd imagine that yeah. you're gonna hit, hit, you're gonna hit it. But I mean, unless you like sink far enough where you don't hit the bottom of the boat, but they're pulling you up from the other end. Yeah, and there's still waves. So, so, but there's two ways they can either do it that way, where they're dragging you like through the middle, or they'll pull, they'll drop you on one, like the front of the ship, and then pick you up from the bo- bottom of the ship, so you're dragged along. The oh, side. that's shit. even worse. Yeah, but it, but uh, in the movie, like. I, I, I think I remember correctly, they they drop them down, they're pulling them up from the other end, and they don't pull up a body when, when, so in that minute of time when he was down there, something ate this guy, And, and it's just that running through my mind, like, there's so much stuff in the ocean, there's so, it's so vast, and it's so big, and it's so deep. All like, you can do is die. Like, like, <laughs> that's but, all you yeah. Can like, do. there's a, certain, <laughs> like, there's a certain part of like how deep out there you are. It's like you go down the, you go down that water for longer than a five minutes. You're done for.
0: You can, I can drown in low tide. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but there's just something about that that's just overwhelmingly like just terrifying. But. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, that was a, that's a that was a common like punishment for. It was more more egregious of the punishments, but uh, yeah, for a long time.
0: Golly, and, can you imagine like your first day on the on the, like, and you don't see land anymore? You're like, man, we're really doing it. Three months, wow, <laughs> and then the cook undercooks the captain's meal, <laughs> and you know he's he's got he's got saltwater madness and. You know, dementia. He's like, you're trying to poison me!
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Kill the son of a bitch! Kill
0: uh. <laughs> just, just him! And all the other guys, their heads sort of go down. down. They're yeah. just looking at the at the deck. They're just like, don't look at the captain. Just um, don't look at the captain. nose oh, Yes, sir! <laughs> <laughs> Kill it, sir!
1: Yeah. It mm. Cooks, though, yeah. Cooks have... It's a fascinating uh, uh, occupation. Um, When I was in Poland, I visited uh, the largest brick castle in the world called Malbork. That's cool. Um, It was Malbork in Polish, and it's called Marienburg. I want to see Um, this. Oldest brick castle? Largest brick castle. Largest
0: brick castle.
1: Um, What's it called again? Malbork. Malbork. And I took like a four hour, it took like four hours to go through this entire castle. But it was called Marienburg by the Germans because it was a German Teutonic Knight uh, castle. And um, going through it, there's two toilets in the entire castle. Who the fuck? One, this place is gigantic. Yeah, it's massive. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, there's two toilets, there's one for the Grand Master of the the knights, and there's one for the cook. And it's just like... Because the cook has to taste everything he makes, and it's the most... He's providing essentially life and sustenance for everybody in the castle. If he makes something wrong, everybody gets sick, the entire castle goes down. Yeah. So being the cook was like one of the most important jobs, and it made sense why the cook had a bathroom.
0: Like you know, yeah. The cooks getting shits. Like, let's. I know my my, quiz face isn't (laughs) transposing on the on the audio level, but you can see my brow right now, ladies and gentlemen. But that's like, yeah, I I have thought about it like that, but that that is really true though. Mm -hmm. Like, essentially, like you you're one of, if not the closest person. Mm to the 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 dude running the show yeah you know what i mean yeah like you give the energy to
1: the guys running the show like i mean you're the closest one that he's going i mean
0: if you poison him or accidentally you know yeah yeah because that would be like the way he's <laughs> he's most especially if he was a paranoid lord yeah you yeah. know what i mean This <laughs> just, like, just like i'm telling you they're all trying to kill me. I know that's not a Polish accent, but deal with it. I can't tell you.
2: They're all trying to kill me. I can only trust you, Hector. I'm, I'm building you a bathroom.
1: I do it. There's only other one in the house. Yeah. Oh, work! It was a very, very cool place to to. Mutton it is, sir? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like uh, the store's... They could that castle could survive a siege of up to like two years. Like they had at any given time that much supplies in that
0: castle to to survive a siege. Like that's wealth. To, like in my mind. Yeah. Like I know that's like only the tip of an iceberg, but like, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how much food do you got in your house? How how long do you think how you could last you? You know, like. These guys had it down to like two years, and they were getting attacked too. Like
0: you know, if it was a siege, yeah. Like, well, Poland didn't even have, I think, democracy till the nineties. Yeah, because like pretty much as soon as 89? 80, yeah, as soon as like World War Two is over, the you know the, uh, the 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 Bolshevik Round Two Army yep. uh, just sort of <laughs> swept in. It was like, hey, hey, we got you covered we we got all the leaders you need. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Well, that was that was
1: one of the saddest things, but I'm Polish. I'm Polish descent. And so actually, me going back to, to Poland, you know, one of the first in my family since my family came to the United States. So it was like a big deal, at least to me, to go back.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Uh, I mean, my family came here in 1871. Um, so I think we're like the second wave immigration. Um, but uh, the
0: it's safe now, <laughs> <wave>. <laughs> yeah, a-
1: after the Civil War, yeah. Uh, so, um, but going back there, it was a big deal. But you go like, was going around Warsaw, I was like, oh, and this was destroyed in the war, and this was destroyed in the war. It's like, oh, you get it, like. Ninety five percent of all of this was rubble. Right. And it just wears on you. Like it, it wore on me. I remember one night just like we went to uh the resistance museum um and it just hit me right then. Like I broke down and started crying. Luckily there was a chapel in this uh museum and I went in there like, hey classmates, I'm gonna go chill for a bit, like it's too much. Um and I just prayed and it made sense then like like I'm not a hardcore Christian or anything or any of that I, I have my my, my my own faith you know as far as my beliefs but that religion and spirituality and that kind of stuff that's how you get through what happened to that country yeah like it takes it takes God, it takes belief, it takes spirit to get through the agony and like in and I understood it in a microcosm at that point. what I'm getting back to was okay, so all of like Warsaw is destroyed, and we're going to visit um it's called stalin 's gift, and stalin's gift is the tallest building in in Warsaw it's the tallest building in in Poland, I believe. And um, it's the first thing they built. It's this big, huge, monstrosity building. And I'm like, your whole country is destroyed. And this is the first thing you built? And the, the student that was leading us around, it's like, if you have nothing, whatever they give you will work. And I was like, whoa. Like, that's, I mean... Yeah, communism's terrible and everything, and... and, But they gave them something. Yeah. You know? And when... You know? Oof, sorry. There's just so much feels from that. Like, it's...
0: Well, after having dealt with, like, like, you know, the Nazi invasion, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, like... we can't even really fathom that like 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 imagine like like an entire city just like in rubble Mm -hmm. like the whole city is just in rubble and like from the air too like like what are you gonna do like what are you gonna do like like air uh, at that what warfare and air had only been happening for like three decades yeah. At that point, mm-hmm. not even not really. Even I, don't really. Think. I mean, World War I <laughs> planes more reconnaissance than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't until uh, it was a Red Baron. I think it was nineteen sixteen. May have been earlier than that, but um, it was World War Two. World War One. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but it, it wasn't like like the extent of like what was going on. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. It wasn't
1: what the Luftwaffe was capable of. I mean, at that, you know. No.
0: Yeah. So, like, like that—that that does put it in a new perspective. That whatever fills that vacuum mm. after that's gone, they're here, and hey, you don't have any buildings. This is a building. Yep. Well, what's it used for? Yeah. This it's, its used for what we tell you it's used for. Yeah.
1: This is a big stamp of communism on your country, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like this is what we're going to give you. You're going to build
0: it. Yeah, that's that's kind of the problem with uh, power vacuums, right? Mm-hmm. Is you don't know what you're going to get afterwards. Like what happened in in Libya, and what filled it was the barbarians. Like mm-hmm. the slave traders came in, and that's who runs the show now. Yeah, and and that aspect, uh, the I, I suppose communism uh, from the uh, uh, from the Stalin regime might have been a better choice than the Libyan slave trade market. <laughs> you know? But. No,
1: I mean, to me, okay, on a positive note, like, when you're there and you, once I got past to seeing, okay, this was destroyed and this was destroyed, like, getting past the, that, you see it all built back. And that's just a wonder in itself. Like, they used photographs, they used paintings, they used everything they could get their hands on to rebuild it exactly as it was—that's dope, and that's just incredible. And they did, and it's so reempowering to like to have to, to see that. But just the destruction in itself, in the first place, you know, it's just egregious. It's just—it's just the scary, scary thing to
0: realize that human beings are capable of that. Yeah. Um, such malice, like, yeah, and, and like, no, uh, no remorse either, because it's for mm-hmm. the greater
1: good. Like, there's these uh, mark, uh, little memorial markers all around, like the old town and new town Warsaw. And what they are are when, when, um, when it was under Nazi occupation, they're reminders that this person, this person, this person were lined up against this wall and shot and so you just see these little plaques all over town and it's just like whew, like
0: that happened, you know? I think it'll happen again. I think I think that's the sort of the story of humanity mm-hmm. is this this notion of well, a world without borders. We 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 all just need to get along. Well, somebody's not going to comply with that Mm -hmm. and eventually compliance is going to come to the point where violence isn't the answer but force is violence is a necessary part of life Mm -hmm. you know I don't think it should be uh, uh, used uh, frivolously Mm -hmm. but violence can be used for good you know that's how I got bullies to quit uh, 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 fucking me up when I was uh, younger you know fight back Tired of getting your ass kicked. Fight back. Mm-hmm. Um, but the force is the force is not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, and yeah. to, to your to your point to to see that the this community took what they had after they lost it, and they're like, we don't care how long it takes. Mm-hmm. We're going to build it back, and we're going to remember those who didn't make it here with us Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like like there's there's something to that i think nowadays i think it goes back to what we were talking earlier with um you know uh, instant gratification culture that you know martyrdom becomes so cheapened nowadays where it's like Mm -hmm. like ah because again we're given everything Mm -hmm. there's no real struggle (coughs) so then it becomes like like oh can you believe it this this lady got screamed at in Target and the video went viral. Well, guess what, folks? We just paid for that lady's medicine for the next year. Cause she's a hero. Yeah. It's like, I mean, not nah, like. Not really. Like, but I think we've we've become so accustomed to that sort of Disney-esque yeah. sort of trauma. Yeah. That then whenever. George Floyd snuff film comes out where it's something that like people really should be angered about it. They 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 we're not accustomed to it because we haven't had to deal with any of this. We've had this this bread and circus yeah. going on for so long that real horror has been not a part of our life. Yeah. And we 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 don't really have that in perspective. You know, I've never been to Warsaw, but I know going to, like, uh, civil war sites here in America mm-hmm. and, like, like some of the places that, like, you know, like, you know, uh, Sherman just torched on his way through. Like, and you start to reflect that, like, these were folks that were just living here. Yeah. Like, they, the, 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 this is not the Confederate stronghold uh, that we're talking about. Yeah. This was a tactic that was used. where it's like, well... One thing we can do to weaken them is to weaken their citizenry hmm. and have total war and march to the sea that way, just scorching everything, you know? Yeah. And, like, knowing that, like, like even a town like Atlanta, like, came back from being burnt to the fucking, fucking ground. ground. Yeah. And is, like, the hub of, like, progressive southern culture, yeah. you know? It is. But still not as recent nor as comparable as like an aerial bombing from like an invading army. Yeah. Like I it's, can't fathom that.
1: I really I mean I just I I hope it doesn't take uh, something happening here to really wake up our populace. Like it's amazing like like 9/11 you thought would have woke up our populace but no it, it just pushed our populace in a different direction. Yeah, set things it, in it, motion. It, yeah, it set things in motion and misguided our population. Um, and and COVID COVID's gonna, is doing the same damn thing. Yeah. And I just don't know what it's going to take to really wake people up to what's happening.
0: I think there's a couple of options on the table. I think one is the alien invasion. The alien, okay. Um, that can either be faked or legitimate at this point. <laughs> I don't think I or most people would be astute. However, I would say be skeptical mm. if nothing else. <laughs> um, I think insurgency is another way. I think that what the media touted as this terror attack on the Capitol on, on January 6th, I think that was a trap that a bunch of overzealous and angry uh, Maga folks walked into that was because the cops were letting these folks in. Yeah. The cops stood down. If that was an attack on the Capitol, the Capitol
1: would be in ruins.
0: Yeah, it's still there, I believe. Yeah. So, like, if you notice, like the National Guard, like they're still there. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're still there. That's, that's... but like it's it, it, people, people again, like like they're they're being. Push to do things a certain way that will trigger other events, which will then give a, uh, a solution to these problems. That is all. It's it's, it's, yeah, it's already set up. The solutions what they're what they're aiming Problem for. Problem reaction solution. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you what do you what do you think was nine eleven? What do you uh? Oh. What do you? The violence and force would be if not insurgency then from a military standpoint that would be the third way I would see that would get people to wake up it would be something worse than 9-11 I don't want that though I don't think anybody does but at this point the world is going to unfold as the world unfolds um,
1: it's, but, it's, it's interesting because like, essentially warfare has become asymmetric or what they call grey zone warfare it's no longer unilateral. I'm. I don't like your country. You don't like my country. We're gonna fight on a battlefield. It's no longer that. No. It, 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 it's it's attacking, you know, your economy, attacking your um, your medical infrastructure, attacking your uh, technological infrastructure, uh, attacking your citizenry on. You know a psychological physical level it's it's so interconnected that i believe war we pretty much are in a war right now we just it's just don't even see it yeah yeah and that's that's so scary (laughs) i i'm 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 scared about china
0: Yes. Yeah. You need to you need to take a leak? Yeah. Yeah, we can pause real quick. Bro. All right. All right. So, enough with the controversial stuff. Back to 9-11. <sighs> 9-11. <laughs> so, as far as pushing us in a certain direction, do you think it's, uh, how, how much of it do you think was sort of, in, uh, people involved, uh, with our own government, like, uh on an inside level
1: um I'm sure there's there's quite considerable involvement um biggest thing for me with 9-11 was building 7 mhm that that a building a block across the street that didn't even get hit by an airplane completely crashes and that you know free fall speed like a demolition would (laughs) Yeah like if that didn't happen well, if that World Trade Center set building seven doesn't go down okay I'll, I'll believe that the whole story but the simple fact that that building went down that's the biggest flaw in that whole whole thing say
0: uh it's pretty bad optics <laughs> as far as the the narrative goes um I think other bad optics with it were that, like, in Building 7, there was, like, a, I think all the insurance records and, like, financial records. Mm-hmm. The area the Pentagon got blasted with also had financial records. Yeah. The day before Pentagon announced they had lost, like... Three trillion. Yeah, three trillion dollars. Three trillion dollars. <laughs> and then everybody forgets about it. And the bu- the Building 7 one, like, yeah, it was a Supposedly a controlled demolition on the day. So you can imagine that you're you're at a job site, right? Mm-hmm. That crazy shit happens, you know, like airplanes exploding, people dying, jumping out of buildings, and your boss is like, Alright, well, this is this is really sad, guys, and we're we're here for everybody, but you know, we have a job to do. We gotta bring this building down too. It's scheduled for today. We can't postpone it. We're here. Uh, that also does not make sense to me, sir. It doesn't. So, what about uh, what about China frightens you?
1: Uh, just the overwhelming amount of people. Um, uh, their human rights abuses. I know that was kind of the faux pas that our um, Secretary of State, I believe, Blinken, when they just had those talks with him, mm-hmm. he brought up you know the Uyghurs and and and, and uh, Hong Kong on China, and and China retaliated with our own hate crimes and stuff here. So it was bad, very bad conference, but um, just it just seems like. Everything that they're doing is is meant to weaken us. Like,
0: I, I I can see that perspective. There's been a well, I think since the Clinton administration, mm-hmm. the precursor for I think uh, Nixon is who sort of opened the door to talking with China yeah. as far as future business and diplomatic I'm, relations. I'm
1: reading a book by Nixon right now. Uh, it was after. It's called in the arena. Is after um, his presidency and all that. And he was talking about how him going to China was one of the greatest um, things, achievements of his life. And um, the Chinese were kind of insulted when when he went because they were like, "Find out." you've had all this time because at that point we hadn't talked to them in like 50 years right and he's like they were like why now like it's kind of insulting and he's like this needs to happen I mean you can't have one of the oldest civilizations if not the oldest surviving civilization in the world and the largest population not talking to the US right and so I thought that was it was really kind of interesting um, the, t- to read on that but but China um, their, 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 their surveillance state it's a totalitarian surveillance state um, they already have a social credit system uh, set up so essentially anything and everything you do in China is monitored and I feel like this is what the rest of the governments in the world want they they want
0: what China is setting up, and I think they want the results that China has gotten. I, yeah, I I think that what is it uh, the the G ten or G seven pact or whatnot? Mm-hmm. It essentially looks at like these like ten regions of the world mm-hmm. and it dictates like which country using air quotes because it's more than one country mm-hmm. region a lot of times, but who gets to decide yeah like uh, within that region who's the boss like many hedge monies Uh, yeah so um, of course in uh, uh, China's uh, piece of the property there's what they call one China Mm -hmm. where there is no Taiwan Mm -hmm. there there is no Hong Kong there there's China there's there's the one republic of China and I pretty sure that's the way the world is going. The US has been doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. Britain did it long before them. Yep. Imperialism is not anything new.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, so, I, I don't understand. There's some folks that I'll... I, I guess they're folks that could be bots online, but I'll uh, encounter that they, they want a world without borders at the same... Time is shouting that imperialism's bad. It's like, well, how do you think you get a world without borders? borders yeah. You have to conquer the world. the world. Yeah, that's the only way that you're going to have a world without borders is you conquer the world.
1: What is the saying? Uh, fences make good neighbors. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know. Um. Well, most, most of the time, anyway, you know, it's you know you're not always fortunate to have. A, a courteous neighbor yeah. even, even a good one I I had an apartment once so this dude got he, <laughs> he he I saw him like once like outside of class and I was just like oh hey how you doing hey neighbor and he shows up at my door like one night it's like kind of late not too late but kind of late yeah and he's got an extension cord and like an open Pack of beer and he's like, "Hey man, um, can I like borrow some electricity from you? I just, I just, I just need a little bit of it.
1: <laughs> Let me get some of that juice. I, I'll
0: give you, I'll give you some beer. <laughs> and I'm like, i will I, really drink, dude. Came to barter with the wrong. <laughs> I mean, of all the things to ask for." Like, and it was, it wasn't, like, he didn't explain why
1: yeah
0: or anything. It was just like, hey, man, can I, can I borrow some electricity? I just need a little bit. <laughs> for, for for what? The hacksaw that you're using to <laughs> run to, yeah. to get rid of the evidence <laughs> in your apartment? What are we talking about? To run your your oven? <laughs> Do you need food? I have food. Is all are you saying all you have in there is beer <laughs> What kind of living is that? I can hear the weight of the box. There wasn't much left in there anyway. Like, there's twelve in it to begin with. You could hear how hollow the box was as he shook it. It's like, there may be four. I'm thinking three. And what's the power for? Yeah, what's the power for? Um, yeah, and okay, we'll
1: back to china uh Taiwan's like the canary in the coal mine for us. Um, I mean... well, so yeah, It
0: was Hong Kong as well, but... But that's... They don't, they don't answer to the crown and anymore. Their their banking system now has the Chinese government yeah, to answer to. Well, I mean, to.
1: all those protests last year, as soon as those protests finally got stomped down, I was like, well, there goes Hong Kong. Mm. Um... And so that's why I was like, okay, Hong Kong was a canary, and I think now, now Taiwan, Taiwan is. And I mean, shoot, China's been running air missions, like bomber missions, over Taiwan several times over the past few months. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they're, I mean, they're just poking, checking, checking defenses. There so, is. I mean, but once Taiwan goes down, that's when we need to
0: be worried there was this, uh, I forget his name, but he's a, uh, I think a lieutenant colonel in the military, but he uh, especially has been uh, running war games mm-hmm. for um, something like, like close to like three decades. Like, mm-hmm. and there's one scenario that I think they've been doing it for 12 years and he's finally asked them to stop running the scenario because it always ends with China like running the world like conquering the world and and it had something to do with like u.s involvement in like uh uh, taiwan or hong kong or like anything that sort of gets away from this i guess this sort of corporate pact Mm -hmm. that has been set up where again this idea of like 10 regions and which which governments are controlling which regions mm-hmm. the US government is definitely controlling their region and some other places Yeah, but like India has theirs mm-hmm. um, uh, the EU is one of them mm-hmm. I think that's one reason why they don't talk about why Brexit is such a hubbub because it, it breaks it breaks from, up that from, yeah. from this, this this sort, sort of yeah. yeah this sort of uh, 10 entity global government mm-hmm. um, and that China, you know, they have the one China that includes Hong Kong and Taiwan in this I not want to say deal because I don't know if it's a deal, but it's an ideal yeah. that like like these, uh, these uh, corporatists have, especially one as big as the uh, CCP, you know um, that if the US does get involved with it, then well, all bets are off and then there's no deal then, okay, War. I just Is no deal. I'm just, yeah, worried about a war. I mean, essentially, it's already been culture warfare, trade warfare. I mm-hmm. mean... Yeah, I, I do agree with you in some part that we, we are in a war because I mean, our, our I, culture... Have you, have
1: you noticed how much uh, the movie industry has started catering
0: towards the Chinese audience instead of an American audience? Oh, yeah, totally. I also noticed how uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone of South Park were two of the few giants mm-hmm. in, in in the media world that literally said fuck the chinese government on their show. Like they got censored and their follow-up was a sarcastic tweet and then the next episode said fuck the Chinese government. Like Tally made Ranty say it and when he didn't like the way he said it the first time, he's like,
2: "Say it again, Randy." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, bless those guys, man! But, but, the, but they did like, like that's the America I like. Mm-hmm. Like South Park is a, uh, I just re- started
1: re-watching it. Uh, it's South so Park. good.
0: They did a vaccination spe- uh, oh, I,
1: special. I, I, I'm so far away from the new stuff. Like I haven't <laughs> watched it in years, but I just started rewatching it from from the earlier, like the first season, and it's mm-hmm. just it's like being in a
0: time machine. Just yeah, and they're but they're still around. Yeah, like and everything in the series is canon. Mm-hmm. Like that's one thing that separates South Park from a lot of other animated series.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, is that is, the further you delve into it. Like, you begin to learn why Kenny dies all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it, it's revealed that, you know, his family was in a, a Cthulhu cult and made some sort of bargain. <laughs> maybe for, like, endless meth or something. Okay. Because, you know, he's he, it's Kenny. He comes from, like, the meth head family yeah. in town. But that Kenny's prone to dying horrifically and he always wakes up the next day and nobody remembers but his parents and he. He remembers every time he dies. So in the world of South Park, unless you're Kenny, who is cursed, or Jesus, who has the power of resurrection, when you die in South Park, you're dead. You're dead. You're dead. It's Game of Thrones style. Any character can die. I did not realize that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you for that tidbit. Yeah. So there's even, they kill Kenny off for a season. And then he just shows up, and they're like, "Oh, hey, where you been?" Because again, they don't—they—they they don't. eventually they don't yeah. remember. Because I know when they get into the superhero stuff, yeah, like Kenny they... reveals, yeah, yeah, he reveals it to them that like you guys never remember. So he like blows his brains out in front of them, Cause, yeah, because they're like, like, "Kenny, no!" And the next morning they're like, "Hey, Kenny, come on, you're Cause late." It's like the Coon and
1: Friends, like three parter. Yeah. Oh, that's like some of the best episodes mm-hmm. of the whole series. Uh, I'm glad I'm kind of rewatching it I don't watch too much television if that at I, all
0: <laughs> I, I I just have no interest in it man yeah like I've I like the adult animation that I watch mm-hmm. because one my suspension of disbelief is that their is at their mercy you know okay. what I mean like yeah. I am not sitting there being like like man did you see what Homer Simpson went through this week <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whew
0: he almost lost his job, his wife, and his family. Yeah. And the dumb son of a bitch man just turned
2: around. <laughs> <laughs> How inspiring.
1: Oh, oh man. It, it's what if what if like The Simpsons was really written in that way?
0: Like, that's it's... that's why they can predict the future. <laughs> 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 oh god! And they found this one poor of a bitch, Homer, and like they just they just make him like Kenny. They just make him relive the experience over oh and over again. Gosh. Mm-mm-mm. Well, shit, man, we got uh, what we got? We got two hours and about 40, 45 minutes or so. Wow. Thank you so much for coming on the show and just having some laughs and uh, some some good dialogue with me. Yeah, thank you for having me on. This was
1: this was a lot of fun. Uh, I wasn't sure if we would have enough to talk about for this
0: amount of time, but apparently, uh, apparently we do. I I tend to I tend to rant when I get excited. Yeah. And so, like i you know, I've been having a good time, so I I will always find like something to, (laughs) (laughs) to, to to talk about. You catch me out in public, I may just be like, hello. (laughs) 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 you know what I mean like I I reserve uh, uh, pockets of my weirdness for 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 certain occasions, Occasion, you know, yeah. like the, the podcast is a good way, and like 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 I like having weirdos on that, you know, like like individuals, that, the individuals that you know they, they have their own unique perspective and their their own unique mind, and like i like I want to want to share that with the world, you know share. what I mean. But if you catch me like at the gas station i'm probably like if i i'll say hello maybe no, Yeah, I, I, may, I may not because i'm i'm terrified <laughs> about speaking to people directly for some reason like, i do really good if if it's like a um like a like something like planned or like a conversation where it's like like i can i can, I can tap in mm-hmm. i can zone in and like we can we can just sort of just be like like well we're gonna we're gonna talk We don't know about what. About what? Yeah, yeah, but we'll talk. Versus if it's just like, "How are you doing?" I'm just like, "Oh god, (laughs) that's the worst question (laughs) you could ask me." Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel pressured (laughs) to answer.
1: That's like letting you into my inner monologue and.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, (laughs) what have you been doing lately? Oh. Oh god, man. Somewhere between laughing and crying, both hysterically <laughs> yeah. and not too long, just short little bursts. Little bursts, and then just trying, just trying to make do and make better. How about you, Bill? <laughs> How's the 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 wife, husband, what? kids, dog, job? How's the job? No job. No, oh, What's new? I feel awkward as fuck, man. Asking that stuff. But yeah, like there's something about the podcast where um, it's you, not that small
1: talk kind of kind of feel to it.
0: No, not I try not to be, man. I know, like I tend to like I think sometimes I can tend to talk more than the guest, and mm. you know that's that's not really a good thing. I know I'm working on it, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't care for small talk. Like let's let's either talk about something serious yeah. or like an experience that's interesting. Or try to make, like, people laugh. Like, that's, like, the small talk. Like, like what's bullshit with each other? Like, yeah, yeah. And like, who can like, say the stupidest thing? That's usually me. Like, in, in,
1: I'm glad this is, like, a one-on-one thing. Because mm-hmm. me in a group, mum is a word. Like, really, I don't... Like, in group settings, I don't want to talk over someone just to be heard. Because usually what we're even talking about is non- nonsense and, <laughs> and, and just... Drivel or, or bullshit, you know. Yeah. Why am I trying to outshot this person that, you know, is talking about nothing. So usually I'm better in one on one conversations because usually you get more out of them. Um
0: so yeah, thank you for having me on. Glad to be able to have dude, to do this. Dude, fuck yeah, man. We'll 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 have you have you back trying to you know, trying to get you know as as many episodes out before they uh they say, I'm hoping that because this has already like been going It's sort of like established. Yeah. Like I know like my audience is, is very small, very grateful, but very yeah. small. But um it's still being uh grandfathered in okay. as I see it in the long run. As far as like I think eventually it'll come to a point where it's like well, uh, we're we're not taking any any new. We don't need any new podcasts. <laughs> uh, we reached our sure quota. We've got enough. We don't need anymore. <laughs> so so because this is already available, <laughs> that that it's it's sort of grandfathered in. Plus, like I'm on nobody's like radar that that is oh, at yeah. that high of a level. Yeah. you know what I mean, like. This, it's just you know small town like small town small. it's a but it's it's good because it's a, it's out there we're doing something you know yeah man I like it uh, yeah. we'll come back and talk about aliens and all that jazz is there anything you want to plug promote whether it's an accomplishment an idea a book you really like uh, not really
1: He's... people read just just read some books um, yeah be happy wise words at least try to (laughs) at least try to be happy I don't know I just I just feel like the better world we want to make and have that I want and that I'm sure you want needs to start on a local community level Um, I know we talked a lot about like world issues but the only things that we can really affect are here yeah at our local level
0: so I I think um I think the past year has given us a window as far as like how is your local community doing? Yeah, um, and I am uh, uh, very uh, very blessed to uh, uh, be a part of this community. Mm-hmm. is the is the way I feel it because it has held its own. Mm-hmm. It is not uh, um, ideologically um, uh, homogenous mm-hmm. by any means. You know, Valasa is a pretty progressive. Yeah, uh, uh, city, um, and again, I like I like a good balance of uh, progress and conservation. Yep. So, but uh, I'm I'm very very happy that you came on the show, Austin. So thanks for coming and chatting with me. Thank you, sir. Hell yeah! Hand it with a handshake.
1: We'll we'll make out after.
0: The- <laughs> Anywho,
2: later, y'all. Later.